from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Yes. And it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Thank you, Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. I put Roxy to bed last night, and Catherine has this, like, meditation thing, this, like, thing that helps you go to sleep where they oh, talk nice. about, like, relaxing your toes and, oh, yeah. and your legs and all this stuff. And I, I had to bail on putting Roxy to bed because I was going to fall asleep at 8 o'clock. <laughs> like, it was, it was so, it was so awesome. And it's this woman's voice where I think she's, like, Australian. Yeah. And it just I'm, gets me. Okay, I do meditation every Fridays no. at the center. Maury, I go. Maury goes to a weirdo uh, a cult where they all lie in blankets under the floor. Yeah, that's right. It's, all, it's called <laughs> Om. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here, I have memorized what she does. Oh, not so this again. So close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Stop. I don't want to do this again. Put your thumb to your Just index your finger. I don't want to do this again. Put your thumb to your index and let me take you on your Let's Stop. It's so we have so many phone calls that we have to get to, Maury. Where you have to say to yourself. Are your eyes closed, Mocha? Mm-hmm. Okay. And use your brain voice and thank yourself <laughs> for doing this. <laughs> use your brain voice. I can't. No, hold on. Hold okay, on. Okay, go. Use your brain voice and okay. thank yourselves for taking yourself on this journey today. Thank yourself for taking yourself. Of relaxation. <laughs> go deeper and deeper into your brain voice, realizing that I you are yourself. Is... Sorry. Are you... <laughs> <laughs> realize that you yourself are you okay um <laughs> you need work 416-870-8888 hi it's ross mocha hey it's anna um wow i was just listening to your guided meditation and <laughs> i know it got kind of funny in the end but i was just thinking this may be the first time that someone's ever done a guided meditation over the radio you think we've done meditation stuff before yeah we've done a ton no, of meditation like, stuff on the show no no the way that the, it was going somewhere like I was really feeling it like I pulled over stop and I was really feeling it shut up stop trolling no I'm us. serious I'm serious I was stop. feeling it and I, I really think some other people would be too like I really I think maybe you guys should do like a guided meditation like in, every Monday morning like a Mindful Monday. Mindful Monday. You think Ro- we're yes. Mindful Monday people? <laughs> Razamoga Mindful serious. Monday meditation? Yes. R M M M M M. Yes. Throw Maury in there. I would literally pull over and I would do that with you guys. And I'm sure other people would too. Okay. Do you know this woman, Maury? Is she the one that teaches your class? No. Okay. I don't know that. No, I swear. Okay. Okay. So you want us to do a Razamoga's Mindful Meditation Monday with Maury? Exactly. Okay. And the voice, like, whoa, where do you, you like, oh, Corey, what deep in there? Now you're trolling us. You are trolling us now. Bull roar. Bull roar. like a new career meditation CDs. No, you are psycho, Anna. Yeah. See, I'm all stressed out now. Now, okay, so then put your index finger to your thumb. I don't understand how to do that. Why would you said that just now? Oh, like fingers. 
you're not going like, I was touching that's what I was I was doing the, 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 the mouse went up the water spout no what is it spider spider right <laughs> right yeah you, I was doing the same thing Insta Bitsy Spider yeah I was doing Insta Bitsy uh, Spider but so oh so in, in your each hand yeah like so like doing the okay sign yeah two okay signs okay, or in I the gotcha. six I can't deal with this. Now imagine one hand pouring the other with tea. Pouring the other with tea? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> and then it pours. It back I think when you guys other. do the meditation, you gotta like not look at each other or something because you'll laugh the whole time. Honestly, my eyes were closed. I peeked at Mocha once and I saw him peeking back at me. Okay? That's that's the dead <laughs> truth. Right? I did peek I did peek one time. Yeah, that doesn't work. You and need I saw that. Mocha peeking back at me. But it Maury, you can't just say words in that voice and expect it to be yeah, it's soothing. Gotta, maybe no, it's give gotta be like to a, think about. No, but you just else. told me to pour hot tea on my hand. No, <laughs> like that doesn't. Okay, hold on. Okay, if we uh, gave you a couple of minutes and you got to take this serious, would you put together something for um, meditation Monday, mindful mo- whatever it is that we're gonna call it? I can't get more serious than I already am. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) All right, Anna, uh, just for you, in a couple of minutes, uh, Motivational Monday with Maury, Mindful Monday with Maury, Motivational Monday, uh, Mindfulness with Maury. Uh, Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it, you guys. All right. All right, have a good day. You too. Bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Oh, no. Well, I guess as promised. What are we calling this? The M M M M Mindful Motivational Monday. Mindful Monday with Maury? Right. <laughs> okay, so hold on here. So as promised, Maury, because yes. you started to talk about your meditation class that you take, which I think is weird, because not because I think meditation is weird, but particularly the one that you go to. Where it's like they put you under blankets and lie you on the floor like your children at a daycare. Oh, nap time is the best. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, so the request came for you to do some sort of guided meditation thing yes. on the show. So I um, will be, because I'm a fan of meditation. I'm totally into this because yeah, I'm past good. a couple of weeks I've been seriously thinking about meditation. It's Come great, with me. Man. It'll be fantastic. So great. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to close my eyes. Do, do we close our eyes more? What so do you, let me, you're let me running begin. this class. You're running this class. Yes. Thank you so much for allowing me to take you on this journey. Okay. So... As we're lying back, let's close our eyes. Mm-hmm. And as previously mentioned, using our brain voice to thank ourselves for taking us on this self journey of relaxation today. So picturing ourselves lying on the ground, sinking deep into the ground, deeper and deeper as dirt pours on top of us. Now, imagine roots growing from your shoulders, grounding you and locking you into place. That's so gross. These roots continue to grow and grow. And imagine these roots going into your basement of a memory. (laughs) (laughs) These roots are are rummaging through your boxes of memories and lifting things of photographic memories and trinkets and memories and holding them up and seeing what they are going through box by box and looking through all of your personal belongings that's really weird man sorry Mm -hmm. 
but you're locked in place in the dirt and the ground with dirt pouring on top of you. <laughs> All you can do is look at what the roots are seeing as they look through your basement of memories. Now we come back. The roots have regrown into your shoulders and you're back walking along a beach. Oh. Pass by somebody and you say hello. Yeah, go ahead, Mocha. Am I walking along the beach with roots? No, I said the roots grew back into your shoulders. So oh. we're walking along a beach. Oh, so I came out of the dirt like a Wait, zombie? What's it, what was, okay. You don't interrupt. But can I, have, I, just have, I just have a question, though. What if yes. the things that the roots are digging for in the memories of your basement don't relax you? What if they're stressful things? Like, why? what if it's the stuff in my basement that I need meditation to help me not think about constantly? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> You're walking along the beach, kicking the sand as you walk by. Somebody throws you a frisbee. You catch it with one hand while holding a latte with the other. What skills? Who drinks a latte on a beach? You throw the frisbee back. The guy says thanks. You continue walking along. Your dog comes over and barks at you. You pet the dog. It's a very happy day. You're very, very relaxed. Not a barking dog. (laughs) You find a spot on the beach. You lay down your blanket, and you're lying under the sun. Now you can feel. You where can was I carry? Where feel. was I carrying my blanket when I was holding a latte and one-handing a, a frisbee? Under your arm. Oh, okay. You can physically feel the heat heating your skin, and it warms you Ew. like a blanket. <laughs> but I have a blanket under you, not over you. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Some so you still sitting there or lying there with a blanket underneath your arm? A beautiful woman comes up and stands in front of you and spritzes you with water. And again, you say thanks. And you're relaxed. Even, even in meditation, more is micro-cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It sounds like I want to be more, at hedonism. Yeah. Like the I don't, more, I don't want to... Uh, listen, my, I, I, I don't find it relaxing, the thoughts of cheating, Okay. <laughs> The waves tickle your feet as you're lying there being baked by the sun. Am I still being spritzed or no? Oh, she walked away. Oh, oh man. The Diz. waves are in and out. <laughs> now I'm upset. Up and down I didn't the want beach. to cheat, but at least I'll walk Each away Each time like the waves come up, they tickle your feet and go back into the lake, and then they come out of the lake and tickle your feet again. Right. And you're lying there, and suddenly you start sinking into the beach. Okay, <laughs> a lot of sinking Sinking on, again? Man. A lot of sinking. <sighs> the roots... Are oh, back? Oh no! <laughs> okay. okay, you've lost your way at this okay. point, right? Wrap, wrap this <laughs> up. Uh, this way. Okay, you've lost. You've lost your way. So that did nothing for me. I'm actually really stressed out now. Why? <laughs> I, I was very because relaxed. now I have a visual of roots growing out of my back, and I have uh, an, another visual of me lying on the beach, getting spritzed <laughs> by a beautiful woman that I don't know, and then me trying to explain that to Catherine. It's not good. But you, you, you got to relax, good. It's man. not hey. relaxing. <laughs> At least you got that frisbee with one right. hand. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I've never felt really like a stereotype before or that I fit into any sort of stereotype until yesterday where it all just hit me all at once. Because oftentimes during the day, Mocha will send me, you'll find something on Twitter or whatever, and he'll just send it to me. And it's funny, and I laugh. But he went on a tear yesterday, sending me, and I don't know where these are from. Was this from Twitter or from something else? Where were you finding these? All over. All I over. I found it on, it first popped up on Twitter. Yeah. And then I found a super long thread on Reddit. Okay. And then <laughs> that Reddit thread 
took me to an article that had kind of compiled a bunch of other stuff. So I got it from uh, various okay. various parts of the internet. And I was shocked because he was sending these to me, and Mocha obviously found them hilarious. And I found them hilarious too, but what shocked me the most is that when you start sending me stuff of white people love to say, (laughs) the thing that made it weird to me was that all those sayings, all those things that quote unquote white people love saying was all stuff that I have heard and said, but they don't seem unusual to me because I assumed here's the stereotype comes in. Everybody says that. No, I say majority of these are white people exclusive. Right, which I, which was a like a massive eye opener for me yesterday. So, for example, white people love saying, "Okay, now let's take a silly one when taking a group photo." <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, they're shaking his head. Yes, <laughs> that happened to me last night. A white uh, guy. <laughs> white people love saying, "The storms are brewing," whenever they see a really dark cloud in the sky. White people love saying. A million dollars when the server asks if they need anything else. <laughs> More he's shaking his head. White people love saying, you should see the other guy after getting hurt. White people love saying, knock, knock, out loud instead of knocking on the door. That's true. That's true. My mom does that. <laughs> my my oh, mom has never one, knocked on a door, but my mom one. always opens the door four inches and goes, knock, knock. <laughs> this one, Maury just said, I think on Monday. White people love saying, oh, these are dangerous, after trying a new snack. (laughs) White people love saying, fancy meeting you here, when they run into somebody that they knew they were going to (laughs) see. These are all me. Yeah. (laughs) Totally, right? I've said everything this week. Thank you. Thank you. White people love saying, not getting far without these, when coming back for the keys they forgot. (laughs) Yep. White people love saying, that was fast, after someone leaves and comes back for their keys. Yep. (laughs) White people love saying, did you leave any food for us, when they see someone they know leaving a restaurant. Yep. That's this is so another true. Maury exclusive. Yeah. White people love saying, what are they doing back there? Killing the chicken <laughs> when the food yeah. is taking too long. Yeah. yeah. White people. Oh, Maury said this yesterday. Okay. White people love saying, there's my cardio for the day after walking up a flight of stairs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, this is only white people say that? See, I just thought everybody said that. White no. people love to have parties and always let everyone know that their best friend arrived by saying, oh, look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, this is probably my favorite because on multiple occasions, I've heard both of you guys say this. Yeah. White people love to use the bathroom before leaving a restaurant and come out shaking their hands dry saying, ready to rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I was wondering if you guys could play Mo Charades. Oh, okay. What's your name? Maddie. Maddie, what do you like about Mouth Charades? Everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's just like the best game. Wait, is uh, Mouth Charades the one that I never win? Yes. Oh, no, I don't want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, deciding. Maddie, I've like, never played that one. When we play Mouth Charades uh, and you're listening, do you try to play along as well? If so, have you got any of the answers right? I have, surprisingly. You have? <laughs> yes. Wow, all right. I don't believe you. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, we're going to play. Just a second, yeah. Get ready to play again. Uh, give us a couple minutes. We'll get everything set up. 
And when we come back, we will play Mouse Trades just for you, Maddie. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, you too, guys. Bye, love. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. All right, shall we play uh, Mouth Charades by request, guys? And now it's time for the game everybody loves to play. It's like charades, but you make the noise of clues with your mouth. It's Mouth Charades. So get ready, get silly, and start to make those Mouth Charades. Ah, yes, welcome to it. Mouth Charades, everybody. A uh, game I've never won. Well, are no. you going to try this time? I try every time, man. <laughs> I really do. I, d- I do my best. Okay, so mouse charades, very much like regular charades, only uh, Dan Mori, good morning. Uh, you do the clues with your mouth. It's only sounds that you're allowed to do. No yeah. pantomiming, no hand motions, no body motions, nothing. Just with just, your mouth. Just the sounds uh, with your mouth. Uh, it is myself, Roz, against Mocha. Uh, I guess Mocha would go first because Mocha has won. I believe you won the last time. He's won every time. Correct. <laughs> okay. If this is your first time uh, hearing how Mouth Charades is played, right? what we're going to do is you're going to hear uh, a ding to signify the beginning of the 20 seconds that Dammit Mori has, and then 20 seconds of silence, and then a double buzz at the end to signify the end of the 20 seconds. Yeah. You look so happy right now. It's like a winner, Mocha. Wow. Always do, bro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who, so Mocha goes so, first. Mo, I guess Mocha goes first. So Mocha, you will uh, you will go first. I will give you that. Okay. Dan Mori, you have the word. Yeah. And. Yeah. Oh, oh shut oh! Not one other guess? <laughs> no, because I wanted to see what the hell he was... Uh, like, did you just run the clock on that to make me look bad? Yeah. Wow, dude. <laughs> like a boss. That's really not cool, man. That's really not cool. Okay, my turn. Here we go. I'm Ross, ready. are you ready? Please look at me. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. You ready, Mori? Yeah. Okay. And go. That is... <sighs> Ooh. You look very angry when you do that. That is a temper tantrum. That is the... It sounds windy. It could be the wind. Oh, that's a reindeer. 100% reindeer. Oh, what is that? Shoveling snow. Oh, God. So easy. Holy snow. Shoveling snow. This is like the, 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 what do you call it? The shovel scraping <laughs> the driveway. <laughs> See? Yeah, that totally sounds like shoveling snow. Thank you, Mom. You guys are so good are, at this game, right? You are on crack, both of you. All right, next. And I've never shoveled in my life. No. Okay, go ahead. Ready? Your upper body shows it, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Sorry, I need to win more. I'll give you that. Okay, thanks. Ready? Go ahead, Mocha. Ping pong. Uh, Water dripping. Uh, uh, Oil dripping from a car. Uh, Oh, rain, rain, rain on a windowsill. Uh, The shower. Um, It's got to be food, 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 food. Popcorn. Shut your mouth. That's right. Is it? Yeah. I mean, oh! Shut your mouth. Popcorn popping. 
nothing up to nothing. All right. Okay. Ron's word. Ready? It's kind of like a win for me. <sighs> or just for me because I'm up to nothing. Right. Ready? Yeah, it's great. Hold on, let me read it. Okay. Go. Oh, no. <laughs> Shoveling snow. Uh, that's a steamboat. <laughs> With the, tell me that's not a steamboat. That sounds exactly like a steamboat. Okay, what? Printer printing. Excuse me? Kind of sounded like a slow lightsaber fight. <laughs> right? <laughs> Printer printing. Uh, uh, right, Do that go. again. That's the paper coming out of the tray. Right. You know, when it's done, the printing, it comes at the top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not it at all. Okay. I'm going with slow lightsaber fight. <laughs> that so would wrong. be wrong, my friend. Okay. Okay. Last one from Mocha. Oh, this is a tough one. Okay. Ready? I can't use my hands. Okay. No, you no. cannot. That's why it's called mouth straight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And go. Uh, telephone ringing. Uh, the radio playing music. Oh, uh, uh, God, this is the uh, 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 listening to music, car radio, uh, a record player playing a harp. Show, oh, come on! <laughs> what the hell? Oh. That's like half a second before the buzzer went. Check the tape! Check the tape! Wow. Okay, just check your excitement for one second. And that was tough to do without hands. I'm winning 3 nothing right now. Yeah, you've won. Or do I do I have to embarrass myself and try and get one more? Oh, for God's sake. Okay. I believe in you. Shut up. Okay, ready? Yes. And go. Go. Bing. Boom. Bing. Bing. Whoop, bing, whoop, um, bing, whoop, bing. I don't know what that is. Code. Whooping. Whooping. <laughs> Whooping. Okay. <laughs> what makes? Okay, hold on now. What the hell you is that? You had a breakdown. That was a word that I gave for Ross. What Except is that? The last part when I started laughing. Okay, what, what was is that? that? iMessage sounds. Oh, stop it. That's Enough. not iMessage sounds. Enough. You suck at that. Enough. Whoop. Enough. No, Bing. iMessage sounds are like, um, like, boop, boop, boop. Yeah, that's what I was doing. That's what I did. Whooping. That's how you play with The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. A couple weeks ago, we talked to somebody who said that uh, they were traveling with Air Transat and discovered the fact that they have a kids club by listening to the Raza Mocha show. Yeah, because kids club with Air Transat is the greatest thing. When you're traveling with a kid, airports are not designed for children's enjoyment. They're boring for the most part. So you want to fast track your way through as fast as you can. And uh, with uh, kids club, kids are free from 2 to 11. And that's a huge, huge part of this. Yeah. Is the fact that they're free. They're right? free, yeah. Age two to age 11, what you get is free seat selection. There is a dedicated check-in counter for members and their families at the airport. You get pre-boarding for members and their families. This is in economy class. Yeah. Not even upgrading up to the front of the plane. You get pre-boarding in economy class. So not only is it free for kids between 2 and 11, but you get these perks 
when you're sitting in economy class. Yeah. Also, priority baggage on the other end, so you get your bags first, and so much more. You can learn everything you need to know about the Air Transat Kids Club by hitting up their website, airtransat.com. All right, let's take a phone call. Hi, this is Ron Zamoka. What's your name? Hi, my name is Michael. What's going on? Uh, not much, man. I would just, I just, uh, I wanted to challenge more today to see if he would be able to beat my personal best record of a hum 43 seconds continuously when the world record is one minute and 52 seconds. Of a hum? <laughs> With a continuous hum. Uh, Maury, how is your hum? Um, great, thanks for asking. Okay, uh, do you Hum oh, no, I haven't hum, I haven't hummed in a long time. You're not you're not a hummer. You don't hum songs around the house, anything like that. No, I mean if I'm gonna do a song around the house, like in the shower, whatever, I'm like. Okay, how that's long? Not a hum. Like a hum is more like. Okay, when you're in the uh, when you're in the tub, do you ever I'm not go out in the tub? That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right. I can go in the shower as long as I squeegee but, it. Yeah, but you don't hold your breath in the shower. That would be weird. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Um, so, Michael, when you say hum, are we talking a continuous tone, one tone, or are you changing tone throughout your hum? You can change tones as yeah. long as it's whatever it is noise you're making okay. is considered a hum. So you can hum a song. Okay, so uh, Michael, give us a little taste of your hum. Okay, I'm, I'm, I won't try to do 43 seconds because I almost passed out last time. Okay. So what, what it would sound like would just be um, continuous for as okay. long as you can. You gotta be four, three seconds. Nice, nice and loud too, huh? Oh, so okay. how's that different than me just going? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you you're taking do, breaths. You can do whatever you want. You're breathing. There. It's your breath. Breath. It has to be one breath hum. Yeah. But I can use my nose for the breathing part. No, no, you can't. It's one hum and a continuous breath. No, but I can hum and breathe. Can't like. Mm-hmm. No, no. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That counts. Okay, Maury. Okay, so uh, here we go. Big breath in, Maury. Go ahead, Mocha. Three, two, one, go. Okay. okay, so 18 seconds. Wow. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Let's do it again. 18. <laughs> you think okay. you can beat 18? I may very stand up. Okay, hold on, okay. hold on. That felt out. like hold a on. minute. No, no. I know. Okay, so <laughs> attempt one was 18 seconds. Maury okay. looks like a ghost that starts to <laughs> strangle him when he's humming. His face goes yeah. red and veins start coming out. Like, like some sort of spirit is trying to murder you oh, in like the room a right now. lady show up, yeah. put her hands around your neck. <laughs> All right, okay. ready, Maury? Hold on, hold on. There's a pain in my left. Yeah, okay. Okay. Nobody knows what that means. Okay. Okay. Daniel Mori, attempt number two for longest hum. Michael, who's on the phone, his longest hum is 43 seconds. The world record is a minute 52. Your first attempt was 18 seconds. Attempt number two. You gotta start somewhere. In three, two, one, go. Hmm.
Okay. Tap, tap number two was what? 11 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. More. Here's, here's my theory, though. Here's my theory, is that when you hum, generally, your air comes out your nose. You have rather large nostrils. Maybe plug one nostril to um, stop half the airflow of escaping out of your nose. Let's try that. Okay. Attempt okay. number three. Yeah. Longest hum. Give okay. Mori, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. In three, two, one, go. <laughs> Okay, attempt number three, yeah. 1.3 seconds. Hold Thank on, you. hold on. Okay. Reset. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Oh, the ghost is back. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> oh, don't encourage him, dude. 21 seconds. <laughs> wow! Did I win something? No. So, oh. Dan Mori, in your attempt to break Michael's 43-second record of yes. longest Tom, attempt number one, 18 seconds. Attempt number two, 11 seconds. Attempt number three, 1.3 seconds. <laughs> attempt number four, 21 seconds. <laughs> so to answer your question, Michael, no, Dan Mori cannot Not. hum longer than you. Good attempt, Mori. Good Test, All right, thanks, Michael. Thanks, buddy. Hey, I love you guys, man. Keep on rocking on. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I did the uh, the middle-aged Canadian dad ritual on Saturday morning. You put up the Christmas no, no, no. tree light. Or <laughs> no, not the Christmas no. tree lights. The uh, outdoor lights. No. 8 a.m. I was at uh, Canadian Tire. Oh, <laughs> nice. What'd you get? <laughs> I had to get tarps. Tarps and bungees, uh-huh. like, like like classic dad stuff. Yeah, totally. I was the only one on that side of the store too. Yeah, because all the other dads were like, "Did that weeks ago?" <laughs> yeah, I know. I felt like a loser. <laughs> You're right. They knew what I was doing too. Like, yeah. haven't wrapped up that patio furniture, huh? Yeah. I'm like, no. A, li- <laughs> a little late in the season, aren't yeah. you? Sir? Yeah, I know. When you're buying tarps and it's this late in November, <laughs> yeah. you know you're late. <laughs> yeah, right. We tarped our stuff like yeah, three weeks, maybe yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah. So, but I did the, I did a great thing. I, I, when I was wrapping everything up in a tarp, I didn't just tarp the top. Mm. I tarped the bottom. So I laid a giant tarp down on the deck, moved all the furniture to another side of the deck, laid the tarp down, then put all the furniture on the tarp and then bundled it up from the bottom. Yeah. Bungeed all that and then put one over the top. So it draped down over top of that. So no moisture's getting in. Okay. Right? It's like, um, what do you call it? It's like a, like wonton. Right. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. You wonton that whole thing. I did. I, I, I I was, I was in my head. I was thinking diaper because I didn't know other way to say it, but yeah, you're right. I wontoned it. (laughs) But it's a big job, right? So I, I'm at Canadian Tire. Did you do it by yourself too? Or did you get Yeah, out? no, no, I did it by myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. And negotiating a bungee around a mass that is, I don't even know. It was probably by the time I got everything in there, it was probably eight feet by like 12 feet kind Jeez, of thing. Man. And so trying to maneuver bungees around where you put a bungee in the hole. And then if you just start stretching it, you're literally just turning the tarp in a circle. Yeah. Right. So it's negotiating that and how to figure all that out. So hey, I, so I did all that. And the scary thing about bungees, though, I mean, at least for me, is I always think, what if one that I clipped into another yeah. slips yeah. or snaps? Yeah. And then... Bye-bye straight- bye nuts. 
into your your nuts, yeah. your chest, your face, <laughs> yeah. wherever. I don't care about my chest and my face. <laughs> But don't shoot a hook at my nuts yeah. at 60 kilometers an hour, especially when it's my fault and I'm alone in the backyard. <laughs> you know, and I got the kind of wife that would just probably bundle me up with the patio furniture until spring. Yeah. <laughs> She'd want on you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, doing the Canadian Tire Run uh, first thing in the morning on a, on a Saturday, it's just all other dads. Yeah. Right? There's nobody else in there. It's just all other dads like getting stuff and a moment of peace. Sure. Like, there's dads in there that I swear had no business at Canadian no, Tire. Just looking at car batteries. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> they this had, one looks good. They had nothing to do. <laughs> It'll come in handy in 10 years when I need one. Yeah, because I'll tell you, when I see a guy, because I, I saw the same guy three times, and when you see somebody in Canadian Tire who you see them once and they're looking at tires, yeah. you see them a second time and they're looking at batteries, and then you see them a third time, and they have a cat litter box in their hand that they're inspecting. (laughs) And then you see them as you're leaving, and they still have nothing in their cart. That guy is there because he doesn't want to be at home. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Matt, how are you, man? Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. Uh, Matt, we're going to read your letter with you uh, on, on the phone with us, just to remind everybody, okay? okay? So, yep. uh, your name is Matt. Uh, FML is what you write. Razamoka, I'm Matt, 25 and a single father to my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Her mother, my fiancé, passed away early April. My question is, when would you guys say is long enough before you start dating again? Just too scared what people are going to think. Would love to hear both your opinions. One, first of all, thank you for uh, writing this. No problem. And because it puts you into a headspace of where you have to think about things that maybe you haven't thought about before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll tell and you, I've, man. I've talked to other people about it too, but it's, I don't know. People that you know give you, and people that knew her give you different opinions, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, dude, first of all, terribly sorry to hear about what happened to your fiance. As soon as I read this, my friggin' heart sank for you, man. Um, well, thank you. And, you know, when you say just too scared of what people are going to think, my yep. first initial hot-headed reaction is F what people are going to think. I totally agree. Until you know what I, mean? I, I just, yeah. No, I totally agree. But I understand why you would like that. say yeah. that. Yeah, no, exactly. for sure, for sure. Because it's now, this situation is bigger than you. You have a one-and-a-half-year-old uh, yeah. uh, at home that you have to think about as well, right? Exactly. And I think that the, the people that are going to judge you are... You know, oftentimes, not even people that knew your wife. People just love judging for this. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not even necessarily going to be your fiance's family unless you start dating somebody who looks a whole lot like her, which I wouldn't recommend out of the gate. No. So I think that this is a very, it's a very personal thing. And I don't know if you're a fan at all of Patton Oswalt. Do you know Patton Oswalt? I have not heard of him. Okay, he's a comedian. And he went through this. His wife died and she was a, a writer. And his wife died, and he sort of he grieved um, publicly. He he did a, he he wrote a lot of his thoughts and feelings on Twitter, and he wrote articles for Time Magazine uh, and everything else. And he fell in love, and I believe was married within a year of his wife dying. And and people raked him over the coals. They accused him of dining out on his wife's death and using his his grief for publicity. Like he really he really had it rough, and he fired back. Um, 
with a quote from a woman. And I, and I pulled this up because I remembered reading it at the time and just how I knew that one day that this was going to come in handy. And the quote that he used was from a woman named Erica Roman. And she was a woman of Florida who lost her husband. And she said, is, she said this, quote, how long should a widow sit in isolation before you are comfortable enough to release them from their solitary confinement? Mm. Right. Right. It becomes about it becomes about the other people and not about and not about you. And I don't necessarily think that you can't be grieving and also falling in love at the same time. Yeah, I think that those I think that those two things can kind of go hand in hand. And, And oftentimes I think that the mistake that you could make in a situation like this is if you met somebody. Uh, and didn't allow them in on the grieving process that you're going through, meaning you don't want to put that on them. You want to sort of start fresh, but that's always going to, it's always going to be there. But if you find, right, if you, if you, too. yeah, if you find somebody, like if the person you're interested in and that you want to go out with is open to, you know, the role that they would have to have in order to sort of help you come out of that thing to get you to the point of where the two of you can both build something new. I don't know if there's a time frame for that. You know, I don't. Right. I don't know. There is no time frame. This is a. It's a hyper personal thing between you and your daughter, and nobody else matters in this situation. Mm-hmm. Also, I would not recommend that it's one of your wife's friends either. No. Okay. No. No. So nobody that looks like nobody that looks like your fiance. Nobody, nobody in her family. Nobody in her family. Exactly. Uh, other no, than totally, totally set aside from that. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, Mocha so. said it right, which is you know, f what everybody else thinks. This is you right now. You you have one responsibility in life, and that is to just make sure that you don't screw up your little girl. And, 100%. and you 100%. also, your second responsibility is you 100% deserve happiness. You 100% deserve to go and rebuild a life and build feelings and find somebody who's going to look at you and want to make out with you and find somebody who's going to pick you up when you're down and find somebody who's going to do all the things that your, uh, that your fiance, who you love dearly, was prepared to do yeah. because that is what she would want for you. I, I believe you're right. And, you know, and I've been with several girls since, um, only in, within the last couple months two months or so yeah and uh it honestly it made me feel guilty at the time yeah but i sit back and i think it's like you know what this isn't exactly what i wanted right now but it's uh what am i supposed to do just sit yeah. back and dwell on it uh, just for out, years, out, so. out of curiosity matt like the conversations that you've had with other people what are they saying friends say that it's whatever same thing f everyone else's mm-hmm. opinion yeah um family they say it's all about the baby Take time. Now, when you yourself. say family, do you mean your family or her? My family. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. No. Yeah. yeah. And what about her family? Do you talk to them? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, some some parts in the family, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. They, uh, they weren't all... Um, she was a foster child, and yeah. uh, she was awarded children's aid. So she doesn't have too much family, but mm-hmm. the ones that I do talk to, I haven't really said anything like this to them, so... Yeah, uh, I, I'm assuming that she loved you a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if, yeah. if you know her better than anybody else, okay, and if she loved you and she knew what you were capable of doing and the amount of love that you had inside you, she would want you to be happy. I agree. And again, yeah. F everybody else, and Roz put it perfectly, your little girl who's a year and a half is your number one priority, and then, uh, and then your happiness follows after yep. that so yep. you know take care of your priorities take care of your little girl take care of your you know little family that you have right now and then uh screw what anybody else thinks and go with it's what's in your gut what's in your heart man well you guys have answered it pretty much better than anyone i've talked to 
before about it. So, so uh, when would you guys say is long enough before you start dating again? That was the question, and uh, and it's completely up to you. How's it, your little and, girl and, doing, and, by the way? And only you. She's she's great. She just yeah. started walk. Well, she started walking a while ago now, and now she's doing the stairs, and uh, she's getting certain words down. And yeah, she's progressing. Man, they fly up those stairs fast, huh? Yep. Hey, Matt, thank you so much for your text. Uh, we really hope everything works out for you. And, um, you know, th- thank you for, for inviting us into this conversation with you. No, thank you for, for being a part of it. I do appreciate it. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Hi, this is the Ronza Mocha Show. Hi there. Hi, what's your name? It's Ashley. What's up, Ashley? Hi, um, I just had a response for Matt. Um, I'm also widowed, uh, going on three years now, and at the time, my kids were three, two, and four months old. Wow, damn. Yeah, and um, really for him, there's not a set time as to when or when you can't. Like you guys said, you said it perfectly. Obviously, your children are priority, um, but in the end you also need to continue on with your life as well. And it doesn't mean by forgetting the person that you loved. I don't forget my husband. I no. mourn him every day. But um, about two years ago, I met a gentleman, and he was loving and open arms and took in me and my kids and loves my kids as his own. He's open to the mourning process. We talk about my husband. He allows my kids to talk about their dad. He comes to the cemetery. You just have to find that person that's, open and wanting to share all of your life with them. Yeah, Yeah, someone that's going to have understanding and compassion, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. Oh, not a problem. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. You know what we haven't done in a while? What's that? Shower thoughts. Oh, snap. (laughs) Uh, I spent the weekend on Reddit kind of like going through some of my uh, favorite posts. Yeah. And this is just like the straight dumb stuff that you think about when your mind starts wandering. And at the time, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, For example, there are so many flat earthers now that if they all stood in a line, it would go around (laughs) the world and prove to them how wrong they are. If everyone blinked in sync, no one would know. Yeah, true. You're right. Let's just do that together right now. Okay, ready? ready? On the yeah. count of three. One, one two, two, three. Oh, sorry, you blinked. <laughs> Did you see? Yeah. yeah. One, oh. two, three. I didn't see you. Did you see me? I didn't see you. <laughs> Works. Uh, when you transport something by car, it's shipment. But when you transport something by boat, it's cargo. Wow. Gotcha. (laughs) You never realize how many shortcuts your keyboard has until your cat walks across it. (laughs) Sprite tastes like the tingling feeling after your leg fell asleep. (laughs) The magazines at the checkout line were the original clickbait. Truth. That no alcohol beyond this point sign might as well say, bet you can't chug that whole beer. (laughs) 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 If the Goo Goo Dolls went on tour with Lady Gaga, it would be called the Goo Goo Gaga Tour. I would go see that show. (laughs) Okay, and finally, shower thoughts from Reddit. Hand dryers are a really good way to waste five minutes before you wipe your hands on your pants. (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So, we've said many times on this show that on the best when anyone oh. goes to a hotel damn it Maury, come in here for a second please Uh oh, my love 
Uh, Maury will always say the same thing. Bring me back soaps. And I'm always like, I don't do it anymore. I did it once and I felt That's weird why I about it. Send it to your room. Yeah, I felt weird about it. It's mm-hmm. just, it doesn't sit well with me. And Maury goes to Spin Cult where he gets on a bike and they light a candle and they chant and say prayers and sweat. Right? <laughs> and guys take their shirts off. It's fantastic. And guys take their shirts off. It's a whole production. Weird. And in the showers at Spin Cult, they use really fancy soaps. Okay. But it's in like a big pump. How much is that soap worth more? So I've I've looked it up. Yeah. Like it's only available like at the high-end stores okay. for like $175 a bottle. Okay. So it's wow. very, it's very it's very expensive. Yeah. And so It's called Aura Bay. Okay. So Maury loves the smell of it because uh-huh. it's very expensive. It smells like money. What does it smell like? It smells like rich people. Well, because every all the hot guys there then shower, so I smell yeah. like all the hot guys. Right. It smells like hot guy, Mocha. Come on. Oh, okay. Get, on board. Get right. on board. <laughs> so tell me if this is right. Maury not only goes in and takes extra long showers and lathers himself up with, which would most would be considered an inappropriate amount of soap to use. Mm-hmm. When it's there for free, you don't abuse the privilege, right? Well, there's no limit. Well, there like, should hey, you be, though. There should like, be a limit. It's not when you go to the bar and the shot stops on its own. Okay. We should just celebrate the fact that Maury's showering after going to spin cult. Yeah. But there's a reason that Maury showers after going to spin cult. Huh. Because Maury went in with Tupperware from home. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. And filled up his own Tupperware with the super expensive soap. You went in with Rubbermaids and filled it up with soap? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Because that stuff's $175. He went in where there's free soap for clients and customers in the shower. (laughs) And Maury went in with Tupperware and filled it up and brought it home. And I waited in the shower until all the men were gone so that I could put the Tupperware in my he bag. He went into the shower at the gym with his own Tupperware. That is next level And filled low. it up and brought it home. Is that not next level low? Yeah, dude. You make, right? you make decent money working here. I cannot afford $175 well, you don't body need to wash. buy $175 I, Of course not, because I can get it for free at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it all figured out. You're right. So He's he got, got it, over to my place and showered. It the shower's full of Tupperware. Figured out. He's got it all figured out. A couple of texts that we got. My dad has uh, not bought body wash in 10 years because he travels so much for work and takes all the soap bottles off the cleaner's cart so you can throw them in the cabinet at home. See, at that point, it's theft, though. No, that's a man after my own heart. No, it's not. It's (sighs) At that point, it's theft. Who would ever... The gym, Ever. let me just tell you, everyone that pays a membership, the gym can afford to replenish. No, that's <sighs> wrong. Uh, Melissa texted in and said, I always take the soap. I open them and put them in a glass jar for my guests. They okay. love them. My friends think it's bougie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what about going to the gym with Tupperware? Yeah, that is next level low, right? That's wrong, Maury. Come no, on, but man. I didn't take the full thing and take it home. At least I left them the bottle. No, but you brought a container yeah. to yeah. the gym. You might as well steal the bottle. I would be. I would feel less weird about it more if you stole a bottle, honestly. What is different from me using it all on my body at the moment versus me just taking it and using it later? Because it's bloody weird. Yeah, that's wrong. It's that... so weird to go into a gym where you like the, s- the smell of their soap yeah. and bring your own like sandwich container, <laughs> pop the lid off 
pump it 85 times, close it up, and sneak it in sideways into your bed, hoping it doesn't leak on the way home. Oh, it's like you were there. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. The robbery has been committed. Oh, no. Robbery has been committed. So if you're just joining us, hello. The story goes like this. Maury goes to spin cult and you work up a sweat and at the end of it, you go and take a shower. Now in the showers at the gym, they use really expensive soap. It's called what, Maury? It's called Aura Bay. It's called Aura... Aura Bay. Aura Bay. And how much is it you said per bottle? 175 bucks. Right. So Maury goes in and where you should feel fortunate that your gym uses high-end soap, and you get to use it every time you're in there and you walk away smelling great. Um, the question was then, how inappropriate is this? The last time Maury was there, he snuck into Spin Cult, into, in his bag, a Tupperware from home. And then while he was in showering, started pumping the expensive soap into his own Tupperware and then put it in his bag and took it home with him so he could have it at home. To me, that's theft. How do you pronounce it, Maury? Oribe. O-R-I-B-E. You might be saying it wrong. Somebody texted, if you're going to start, if you're going to steal it, at least pronounce it correctly. Oh, snap. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Oh, People no. are vicious. And it's the same thing with hotels. But anytime I, anytime I go to a hotel, Maury's like, bring me back soap. I'm like, I'm not going to bring you back soap, man. Yeah. I just don't it's understand weird. how something that is free and therefore you to use is wrong if I want to use more of it at home. It just is, It's pretty man. split on text, too. What like, about the Tupperware? Yeah, some people are with Maury for taking the, the soap, but major- I mean, the other ones that are coming in are like, no, man. You need to stop. I Which can't. I think, I think it's the rudest thing that you could it's do. So I paid right? to be there. Yeah, I paid you paid to, to be there, so but it, you shouldn't be stealing their stuff. No, no but I'm not stealing the, the No, soap. I'm not stealing towels. I'm not stealing things that they reuse. No, I'm stealing something like going, that was meant for me to no, use. No, it's not. It's just weird, dude. Hold on. Uh, let's take it's this phone call. It's just weird. Uh, George is online too. What do you want to say, George? I, I agree with both of you guys super weird for that. I mean, at that point, you might as well just steal a couple bottles off the shelf. There's, yeah. There's so and then talking about it on the radio, on top of all that, when when everybody that you go to that gym, uh, they all listen to this show. Yeah. Like, how am I getting roasted now? Natasha on uh, Twitter just writes, does Roz Weston think that he's too good to take home the hotel soap? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what this conversation is. No, so you're 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 okay to take the hotel soap. You're just not cool with taking a Tupperware container into a gym and filling it up. Thank no, but you. But hold on, can I just defend myself a little bit more here? I'm not taking the Absolutely Tupperware out of the shower and showcasing it to everyone. I sneak it into my bag. No, yeah, so you're, you're stealing. stealing. You're stealing. That. Like I'm not like, hey guys, look what no, I did. And it doesn't make it better. It makes it worse. Yeah, you're stealing. No, it's hey, there to use. Yeah. Theft would be if but I took not, something off the shelf that was for sale. Okay, how about this? What's the difference of you stealing that soap from that uh, spin class place and you walking, like, straight up walking out with one of their bikes? Well, the difference is is that the bike is not for me to 
uh, uh, interesting theory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The bike is there for you to use, just like the soap in the shower is there for you to use. No, but the soap in the shower is something I put on my body and wash off. The bike I, is there for people to use at that moment in the gym. It's not something you can then. You know what I'm saying? No, I no. don't. <laughs> but more, it's not. It's not. A, let's not talk about right or wrong. Let's just talk about straight up weird. Okay, you okay. know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. I'm not appropriate. saying it's not weird. Sure, it might be weird, but, but it's I not love that smell, and I can't afford the Oribe. But then maybe it's not for you. Then yeah, no, but it is in the moment. No. And I want that moment to last no. when I get home. You know what? Maybe it, maybe it's not for you. Not everybody gets to. Not everybody deserves everything. That's a problem right now. Entitlement. You feel that you're somehow entitled to that. So yeah, you bring Tupperware to the gym and steal your pump soap. <laughs> yeah, which I can't even say with a straight face, man. I really can't. It's so weird. It's so. weird. Weird. Thanks so much for the call, brother. All right, guys. Take it easy. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi there. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. So I'm kind of 50-50 on this. Nah, you can't be. No, well, okay. The Tupperware, yeah, that's going over the line. Okay. But there's been quite a few times where I've gone into Starbucks and my wife likes the Splenda. I might walk out with a pocket full of Splenda. But, like, why not just go to Walmart and buy a box of, like, 200 Splenda for $3? Well, in between grocery days, we run out. There's zero defense. No. Stealing is stealing. No, no, I'm not defending him. I'm not defending him at all. I'm yeah. just saying it's weird. Like, I understand what he's doing, but the Tupperware is the really weird part. It crosses a line when you bring in, you know... Tupperware, Tupperware to the gym. Yeah, I knew a guy one yeah. time that used to steal towels from the gym, and I always thought that what? was weird. I'm like, and he, he goes, "Well, they're they're you know, I got, I don't have a lot of towels at home, so I steal the towels from the gym." And I'm like, "Yeah, but that's a towel that's been used by yeah. Who how knows? many hundreds, hundreds I, I did of that different and people." Matthew made me bring it back. Oh, you stole God. a towel from the place too because it had the name of the gym on, and I thought that was kind of cool. No. So Matthew washed and he's like, you bring this back. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cool, man. Don't. It's so weird yeah. to do that. You're also, not entitled you're filling to that. Sh- you're filling up a container with shampoo. And prior to that, that container might have held like rice and potatoes yeah. or pasta or <laughs> eggs or And probably something. will again. And probably will again. <laughs> That's so true. So what, do you, what do you have? Like a sandwich container in your shower now that you just scoop out with it a couple was, fingers? When I did a, a cleanse, it was the containers. This one says carbs on it. So it was what I used to put carbs in. Oh, <laughs> So like oatmeal and That's stuff. Not good ask. What does he do? Does he pour it into a little bottle, then he gets so back home? Where or? is it now? Is it just sitting on the floor of your shower? No, it's in the soap dish oh so like, i take the lid off and i yeah. hand scoop a bit out and then i rub it on my body <laughs> dude, that's sad that is so sad yeah, dude real it's sad. real sad but yeah but i smell like no, the hot guys at the gym no 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 you're like one of those weirdos that makes their own soap out of like rice and lavender <laughs> you're so weird dude with like a tupperware in the shower yeah, that's nobody strange. wants that's to see wrong. that that's straight wrong man i hope they kick you out of that gym yeah me too Thanks so much. No problem. Hi, this is the Razamoga Show. What do you want to say? I just want to say that no idiot in the world goes on the radio and says, I'm stealing your expensive soap. <laughs> you got to steal it and yeah. then not tell anybody. I mean, dude, you're going to get caught. Thank yeah. you. I hope, I hope the folks at Soul Cycle at the corner of King and Spadina in downtown Toronto uh, revoke Maury's membership. So hold on. Are you saying that I should have stole it and kept my mouth shut? 
Yes. Yeah, Maury. Somebody, Rule number so one. Listen, I could stealing. tell you. I could tell you a million places got great soap, but I ain't telling you because you're going to go and get caught, and then I can't steal it. Yeah. Oh, I love this woman. Uh, yeah, Maury. Somebody brings up uh, Megan on Twitter. Brings up a real good point. She says clearly he's embarrassed, or he would have just taken it from the shower without the leftover container. If it's not wrong, why did he hide it? Oh, because I don't want them to know, but I, I feel proud to tell you. Oh. But, dude, you're telling everybody. Yeah. Everybody. You don't even know this woman. Yeah. I know. And but... she knows that you steal soap <laughs> exactly. in a leftovers container. Thinking what it looks like somebody coming out of the shower right. with a container. What does right. that look like? Somebody else wrote, uh, Colin Chambers on uh, on Twitter wrote, does Maury go to a restaurant and fill up Tupperware full of ketchups and soy sauce? <laughs> no, but I take the free packets. Right. <laughs> the jam. Right. Hashtag Soapgate. What is your name? <laughs> Robin. Robin, we appreciate you. Thanks for calling in. Okay, bye. Hi, this is the Ronza Mocha Show. What do you want to say? Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, in regards to Maury stealing the soap in his Tupperware. Yeah. That's uh, a little (laughs) shameless. But you know what? Uh, When you go to a hotel, it's built into the price of the cost of all the amenities that are there. So my question would be to Maury. Is he okay with paying an extra fifty dollars a month for his gym membership? No, he would. He would never go back if they raised the price. <laughs> I didn't think so, but uh, like I said, so I mean, for me, I think if you take the soap from a hotel, that's kind of expected. People do that, mm-hmm. but definitely taking something in a Tupperware—that's like going to the grocery store with a Tupperware, taking the free cookies for kids, and filling up your basket and going home. No, yeah. no. What's your name? It's Mark. It's like stealing, which is exactly what Maury's doing—straight <laughs> up stealing. It doesn't matter what scenario you put him into and say, it's like if you, no, it's like if you steal because it's stealing. <laughs> Maury is straight stealing from this place. Yeah. Also, here's, here's the weird, here's the sort of weird, fascinating thing about Maury is that Maury's a thief, but also a snitch. Yeah. And, right? Yeah. Like he's what do you a, mean? He's, he's a thief, but also a snitch. Like you like, snitch on yourself. You snitch on yourself. But that's because then it kind of makes it okay. No, it but doesn't. How? So what's going to happen now when later this week you go back to that same spin class and like yeah. everybody who listens to the show in that class starts talking to you about well, because it. because then, yeah. oh, that Maury, he's so cute. No. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> like, oh, there's that pathetic loser that comes here and steals soap. Yeah, but then everyone feels bad for you, and they just allow it to happen. No, you're going to be the reason. You're going to be the reason why all of their memberships go up yeah. at the end of the year, no, and my, then they're going to turn to you and be yeah. like, "Bro, what's up?" My biggest fear, no, 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 is that they just change to a cheaper shampoo. Yeah, it's going to be Pert Plus next time you go in there because they can't afford. <laughs> yeah. You're using a two-in-one now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I realized yesterday that I will never do anything in my life. That's sad. As fascinating. And I will never have people be interested in anything that I could possibly accomplish as interested as scientists are in the fact that wombats poo cubes. (laughs) Sorry. Say that again. Okay. I will never do anything in my life yeah. that has people as interested uh-huh. in that thing as yeah. they are right now With. as interested in over the fact that wombats poop cubes. You know wombats? Those like cute little, like they're tiny little animals in Australia. Yeah, they look like um, like a mix between like a beaver and like a koala. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, That's exactly what they look yeah. like when I picture a wombat. Yeah, like a beaver koala. 
So but anyway, I had no idea. They poop squares? They poop squares. How's that possible? And because it's a wombat, like if you're a person, you know, if you're a person and you poop squares, you could be like, yo, man, what's like, going on in there? Yeah. And then you could have a conversation and try and figure out why somebody poops the way they do. But when animals poop in weird ways, it takes like teams of scientists to try and figure out exactly why. And government funding. And government funding to figure out why something like a wombat poops cubes. So do we have the answer? So wombats, so team of scientists claim that they've unraveled one of the animal kingdom's more peculiar mysteries, why wombat poop is cube-shaped. The wombat, as we said, uh, native to Australia, produces 80 to 100 cubes of poop each night. Not each, like, cycle of a day. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, in a week. No, no. In one night? In one night. Which I'll eat during the day. Thank you. Holy. Uh, And it's known to use the poo to mark its territory. Who doesn't? Depositing, <laughs> I was here. <laughs> depositing piles of this stuff outside burrows and on top of rocks and logs. See, if I came across square poo, I would think that somebody did that after the fact, and then I would start questioning their like sanity. Molded it themselves, well, yeah, right. Yeah, like, bros. who's doing this? Yeah, okay. Who's the Put person a that's a lot of time on their hands, running around at night, putting thousands of little balls of poo into cubes? Because it is adorable, but don't. Uh, Research is led by the Georgia Institute of Technology. So what they had, what they say is that the wombat's cubed feces trait is unique to the animal world. And in the build world, we know cube structures are created by extrusion or injection molding. But there are a few examples of this feat in nature. So very few things in nature are cube-shaped. Yeah. Right? Very few things in nature are cube-shaped. Uh, so they say the wombat takes about two weeks to digest its food. And researchers found that the poop moves into the final 8% of the intestine. It changes from a liquid-like state into a solid. So after two weeks... When it goes through its last 8% of the poo factory inside the little wombat, it changes from a liquid to a solid. At that stage, the poop takes on the shape of separated cubes measuring about 2 centimeters in length. By inflating the intestine with a long balloon, the researchers found that the wombat's intestine walls stretch unevenly, allowing for it to form cubes. So... It stretches. We all stretch normally, but wombats stretch unevenly. So when it hits that uneven part as it's going through, it squares squares out. That's so weird. It squares out. But my question that they didn't answer, and I looked all day for it yesterday, is how do you still get a cube poo through a round bum? I don't care what... Are there bums like... Are they square? You think he's got a square bum? <laughs> that would be mystery solved. You lift the tail. You're like, oh, square butt. That's why we have cute poo. Or the butt, like, super, super big that the square poo just, like, falls out like right. that. Right. <laughs> it has to be. Maybe. It's one of the two. There's it's no one. other explanation. Thank you. It's one of the two. Thank you. Square butt. Right? <laughs> or... Huge butt. Huge butt. Okay, right? That the cube just falls out. Thank you. So the one thing that they didn't answer in all of their research was why the poo is still cube after it comes out of round butt. Well, I think we just figured it out. Because at that point, it should be like, I guess it would be like a cylinder. Like, 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 like an flat, octagon? Yeah, like flat on both ends, but like <laughs> long and tuby in the middle, right? <laughs> it would look like pieces of chalk at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Crystal, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Good. All right. Okay, so let's just uh, go through this with you again, because everybody's really uh, into this, because it's such a relatable FML request. <laughs> Uh, Roz and Mocha need your help. Christmas is coming. I have two small children, five and three. In the five years since our daughter was born, we have not spent Christmas Day at home. My mother-in-law insists every year that we pack up and track our two kids on a two-hour drive to celebrate Christmas Day at their house. Not only that, she expects us to be there at a certain time. She will not budge, and my husband's no help. It has become an annual fight between us, and I can't do it anymore. Please help fix my life. Krista! Yes. When this subject comes up once a year, what is it that your husband actually says? Um, he agrees with me that we should stay at home with the kids and let them play with their toys mm-hmm. and sit in their jammies and watch TV. Yep. But then when it comes to talking to his mother, it, it never really happens. Like, he he kind of just gives in. Okay, so let's break this down here. When you say spending Christmas at your in-laws, so you do what? Christmas morning with your kids at home, and then everybody has to get dressed, and yeah. then you go to your in-laws? Yeah, and they live about two hours from here, okay, so we... So- have to leave at like noon. Okay, so it already is sort of a compromise. It's not like they want you to spend the night and do all of Christmas at their place. So you do Christmas morning at your place and then you pack everybody up and then you go to their place for what, dinner? Uh, yeah, we're supposed to be there. Well, we're supposed to be there at two to open presents and dinner and sleepover. When do you see your family? Uh, we uh, always have done it on December 24th. Okay. Oh, okay, so Christmas um, Eve. So you, right. you do Christmas yeah. Eve with your family and then Christmas Day with... Uh, your in-laws. Yes. So what is it that you are hoping for? Just like to get out of going to your in-laws all together so that you could spend time with your husband and your two kids at home? Yeah, we're. Just, I was just looking for like one time, just sit at mm-hmm. home, have yeah. Christmas Day to ourselves, and then like on Boxing Day or something, go to yeah. their house and yeah, you know, was, do the thing there. Yeah. Have you ever like had a conversation one-on-one with your mother-in-law about it? Uh, we have, but it always ends up uh, very angry and like mm-hmm. she just doesn't listen and and it's her way or the or the highway kind sure. of thing. I, I think that the, the common uh, answer that you're going to find with something like this is the advice of having a frank conversation with your in-laws and explain to them that you are going to develop your own family traditions. And one of those traditions is giving your kids their birthright to stay in their pajamas and just eat junk all day long on Christmas exactly. Day. Okay? And, yeah. and you as the mom, that is your job. Your kids are priority number one, right? And yeah. so, so to sort of frame it as building your own traditions is what the most common piece of advice that you're going to get and be excited about it. Uh, but with everything else, whether it's Christmas or a wedding or whatever, or, or anything else where family is getting together, where people fight or there's disagreements, you still have to manage the relationship after the event is over. So I would not yeah. recommend doing anything over the holidays that will then ruin the relationship that you have with these people throughout the year. Because they, you probably do some really cool things, and I'm sure your husband doesn't, your husband doesn't want that either, right? No, uh, definitely not. Um, I would recommend against splitting so i would recommend against saying one year 
we're going to do it this. The next mm. year, we're going to do it that. One year, we're going to do it this. The next year, we're going to do it that. I do that with my in-laws, but I actually like going to their place every other year. Yeah. Um, because yeah. then what's going to happen is every other year is going to be very stressful for you. And when you have kids, they will get to the point of where they go, I don't want to go to grandma's this year. Right? You're going to have that. <laughs> so I think yeah. that consistency is what it is. And I think that for me anyway, the solution is you do your parents on Christmas Eve. You do your family Christmas Day. Day, you do your in-laws boxing day. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> uh, Krista, I, I'll say lay it out. one thing that kind of worked for us, and we've tried this, um, I think we've done this maybe three years, because my wife, Jenna, her mom's birthday is actually Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, wow. And then we have Christmas Day, and she's never spent a Christmas day without her mom and her sister, because it's literally just the three of them. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then for me... I had never done Christmas without my family. Mm -hmm. So we started doing kind of like the rotating thing. But now that we have a kid, we can't be driving around all over the place on Christmas Day, right? Packing everything up, going into into a car, and then driving to the next house, and then packing up, going to another house. And then it just becomes too much. So one year, what we did was we said, hey, we're going to host Christmas at our house. Mm -hmm. And we just brought both families to our place on Christmas Day so we didn't have to leave whatsoever. Let me ask you. Let, let me ask you a question. Is it that you don't want to do the two-hour drive with the kids to your in-laws for dinner, or is it that you just don't want to do dinner with your in-laws? It's the, mostly the two-hour drive, the packing them up. They're so excited about their toys and playing with yeah. them, and then so I'm like, you, okay, let's do you go. Have, do you have the space at your house? Yeah. Well, now we do. We didn't before. So, so you could theoretically have your in-laws drive two hours and do dinner at your place. Yes, yeah. So why not suggest that? That's a good idea. And I, I would even, <laughs> and I would and I would even tell the mother-in-law, listen, you can even come over and cook, you know? Like yeah, I'll, I'll get every, I'll get everything laid out. <laughs> sure. But uh, you guys can show up anytime you want. You can come for lunch and dinner for all I care, but we're not leaving the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Right? So you got you got two good options there. And do you have like a Roz would you suggest almost like a secret word that she can have with her her husband, like if things are getting out of hand and she needs like, you know, just for him to know, like, I can't deal with this. Like, do you need to have a secret word? I don't think like, we're at that level what? of secret word. Get <laughs> no. me out of here. Like a safe word? Like I have that with Matthew. If I'm at his family place or whatever and I'm like, I need to get out of here. We'll just say something like shoes. Shoes. Maury, <laughs> can I tell you something more? In the when, middle when, of a conversation, I, you just blurt out shoes? Okay, Maury. like a madman. Okay, huh? I'm going to tell you something. Okay, Maury, listen, listen to me for just one second. <laughs> When you're at someone's house and you and your partner establish a word that secretly means time to leave, I don't think just blurting out the word shoes is as secretive as you think it might be. So hopefully we uh, gave you a couple of options to help fix the situation, Krista. What would what would work yeah. for you? What feels good for you? Doing everybody at your place or doing everything on Boxing Day? Uh, doing everybody at my place would be ideal yeah, yeah. okay well, so I, I i think that what uh i think what you might need to do is just uh really be forceful not forceful in a negative way but just really stand your ground and say this is the way it's going to go this year okay yeah you All got right. kids you're the yeah. one with the little ones you get to make yeah, the, I know. You, you get to make the call they got to make the call when they had little ones you get to make the call when you have little ones that's the way it goes yeah i think so too yep also, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Krista. Love you lots. Shoes. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on Kiss.
Instant Family starring Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne in theaters right now. You saw this, right, Roz? Yeah, I did. It's awesome. You'll cry. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne adopt a couple of kids, and they're all siblings, and it's loosely based on the the, the director's life. It's awesome. Like, it's yeah. such a fantastic family movie. I'm not sure, Mark Wahlberg, uh, where he is in the world right now, but remember when his schedule came out where he gets up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and he golfs and works out, and then by, like, 9 a.m., he's doing a cryo chamber recovery and then snack, and then meetings, and then he picks up the kids, and then more snacks and more meetings. This guy's in crazy schedule. Wow. And three hours ago, I woke up, I had a piece of cheese and two hard-boiled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg! Welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show! Hey, guys. How are you? Good morning. Uh, this movie, I saw this movie a while ago, and I, I've been saying that it's one of my favorite movies that I've seen this year, and um, I know that you're doing sort of like round two push uh, for the for the movie, because it's been out, uh, I guess, a week now. Uh, what is it about this movie that makes you sort of still want to haul ass and uh, and get the word out for it? You know, it's just such a special and unique story. Uh, the, the way it, it combines the humor with the heart and also talking about a very important subject. You know, there are a lot of kids that are still in foster care and need a perma- permanent placement. And, uh, you know, there's an amazing true story of somebody who opened their heart and their home uh, to three children and fought to become a family. And everybody can relate to all the different things that they're going through, all the things you experience with teenagers and kids. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, things get so dark, you can't help but just laugh. And knowing that other people are going through it, too, it makes it, uh, it, makes it a lot easier to deal with. And, Mark, I know you have uh, you have four kids. Did you watch this movie with them together? Uh, yeah, we actually all went to see the movie together, which is awesome because most of the films that I make aren't really appropriate for kids my um, uh, my children's age. Yeah. Right. So it's nice It's nice to be able to make a movie that a whole entire family can see. And uh, it really is for everybody. And what was their reaction to it? They loved it. I yeah. mean, you know, obviously with my teenage daughter, you know, throwing the finger around and, you know, <laughs> cursing and all that stuff. And, you know, it's like... It's like it's like watching my own life play out to a certain extent. And he took a lot of things from my real life and, and incorporated them into the script because we were working on Daddy's Home 2 while he started uh, writing this movie. So, uh, where, does, where do you find, like, when it comes to work and doing like what you're doing right now, you're, when you released your daily schedule a couple months ago, um, people, one, had a hard time believing that any human being actually abides by uh, this schedule. But is this an everyday thing for you? Like, where, where is this conversation right now? Like, what are you missing in your daily daily schedule in order to have this conversation with us right now? Well, I've been up since 2.45. I'm, I'm, I'm on to my third meal in about 25 minutes. I've yeah. got to read my script out loud, uh, take a shower, and get to work. I've got a full day of shooting today before I head home for, uh, for Thanksgiving. Holy cow. <laughs> what are you shooting today? Uh, shooting a movie called Wonderland in Boston. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, getting interrogated by some FBI agents today. That sounds like a fun day, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to end up fun for me because i got to kick the crap out of two of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you, brought, you brought this up. So you, your career, what you do, you really shake it up. So you do something like um, either whether it's Daddy's Home or Instant Family, uh, and then you go and you got to beat up FBI guys You know, in, a, in another scene for a different movie. I'm not going to ask you if you prefer one of the other, but do you prefer one or the other? You know, the preference is to do the complete opposite of the last thing that I did. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. uh, like getting into comedy, you know, was always something that I wanted to do and it was a strategic move, but it was just a matter of finding the right thing. And then, you know, now that I've had that kind of success in comedy, you know, it's nice to be able to kind of go back and forth between drama, comedy, action, uh, and just mix it up, you know, and continue to kind of 
take on different roles as you get older and mature more. It's nice to be able to, you know, embrace the role of a dad and stuff like that. Hey, question for you. Um, one of my favorite things that you've done was The Other Guys. And to oh me, God, it's, so the, it's the perfect movie. Um, did anybody approach you guys about doing another one of those? Uh, yeah, there was some talk of it. Uh, Will and I actually talked about it not too long ago, but we also have another movie that we have in the cooker uh, that could be great for the holidays next year. So I think we're getting close to maybe announcing something else that we might do. Don't. You want to just announce it right now? <laughs> I would, but you know what? I don't like to count my chickens before the hat. Right. <laughs> also, he's got to go. He's got to go kick the hell at FBI agents I know, in ten minutes, I know. man. He can't be making news now. Uh, keeping on the theme of, of you working with Will Ferrell, I had said this like forever ago. How do we live in a world where you, Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart, and The Rock have not done a movie together? Like all four of you on in the same movie? Huh? You know, it's funny because we talked about doing various things at different times, but it's just something that you know has to has to come together. It's not not an easy thing to pull off to get everybody at the same place at the same time. Sounds very expensive as well. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, man, we love you so much on the Roz and Mocha Show. Let me Thank just be you. the first one to say, though, I would take a pay cut if those guys are willing to do the same. Oh, you oh! are? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark Walmart, you're one of our favorite people in the entire world. Thank you uh, for making time for us always on the Raza Mocha Show. We appreciate it. Instant Family is in theaters right now. And on a final note, Mark Wahlberg, how do I get your custom Wahlberger Jordans? <laughs> Ooh, you know what? I'm going to actually raffle off a couple of pairs. Although my, my dear friend, Rasta Phil, who lives in Toronto, he has a pair, a size 10. So he might be willing to part with those, but I'm going to probably raffle off a couple of pairs because they only made a few. And I'm trying to get Michael Jordan and, uh, and Reggie Saunders to okay to agree to release another 50 pair because oh, wow. I'm getting inundated with requests. So. Oh, we well, got one more over on this side, bro. All right, cool. I'll do what I can. Right on, my man. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Take care, man. All right, buddy. Bye, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I have a sneeze in my nose that I can't no, get out. No, it's the worst. Isn't there a thing for that more? What do you do? You tickle it? What? Your nose? Tickle no, the no, top no. of your mouth with your tongue. This I learned from my grandmother who's a nurse. Okay. Okay. So what you need to do if you need to sneeze, yeah. but the sneeze ain't coming, yeah. you tickle the roof of your mouth, the inside of your mouth with the tip of okay. your tongue. Did right I not now. just say that? Roz literally just said that in less amount of time than what you did. You came in and went, no, no, no. <laughs> did you hear when Ross said it? No. Oh. Because w- there was a wind as I was running. <laughs> you just weren't paying attention. No, that was your, no that there was, was a wind. Yeah, coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tickle the top of your mouth with like, your I, I remember I taught you this, Ross. No, you didn't. Don't say you did, Maureen. <laughs> oh, now, now the top of my mouth just feels like... Yeah. Do you need me? Tickly. Like, look, look. Yeah, I know how to. <laughs> no, farther back, farther back, farther back. No, but you sweep yeah, from farther, back to but front. Go, go back farther with your tongue. <laughs> oh, you look like a like a snake just I now. Know. What do you do with this tongue? No. Okay, sweeping. Maury looked like the guy at the beginning in Law and Order SVU who does that, and you go, "Oh yeah, he did it." <laughs> I don't need to watch this episode. No, I can't. It's not. Try it. it. It's Are not you working. sweeping? Try it. Try it. Now open your mouth so we can see. At least let us watch. <laughs> <laughs> No, faster. Faster. Your tongue's real slow. There you go. Now you got it. Back and forth like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then side to side. No, it's not working. It's not working. I can still... It's because you're talking. I usually just kind of rub my nose. There's one other way to get the sneeze out. Oh, you're supposed to scare the person. No, you got to pull a nose hair out. 
Oh, that works all the time. For me. <laughs> you got to pull a nose hair out. Whoa, Maury! <laughs> Yo, your fingers go way up there, bro! Yeah. Holy cow! I can't pull the nose hair out. Why not? Because I tweeze my, I mean, like, I, I trim my nose hairs. Oh. I trim them down already. So it's like super short. So I, did I, I use my ear trimmer on my nose. You're 40, you trim your ears already? When did you start trimming your ears? Oh, like a year ago. Like, there's a forest growing uh, That's in there. like a real old guy thing yeah. to trim your ears. How hairy do your oh, ears Oh, and if get? I pick out an ear hair, sometimes they're long, as long as my head hair. Ew, <laughs> you're disgusting, dude. <laughs> you're disgusting. And like full color. What do you mean color? Like blue? No, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like an auburn or something. They're not like white. Oh, you mean like head hair color? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I got I you. say that. Yeah. Yo, how deep do your fingers go into your ears, man? Maury, Maury has two fingers up one nostril right now and two fingers in an ear hole looking for hair. <laughs> the, and I'll tell you what the weirdest part is. It doesn't look like the first time you've done yeah. that. It was very natural what you just did. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, let me ask you a question. How sure. do you guys get your phone to, un- like, sometimes I just want to look at the time and the date without opening up my phone. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. What's that? I just hold it up to my face. Hold it up right, to your like face? Like I just hold it up and it, it and it, no. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Not against your face, oh, man. It worked. <laughs> you just, or you just press the button, button on the side, one of the buttons on the side. And oh, it there you go. Makes it. All right. Are you new? What do you mean am I new? How do you get through life? Like, like to this technology of, of no. a cellular device. Look, it just worked again. <laughs> You don't place it directly okay, hold on, here. on Let me your tell you something Because it may not be in the instructions, so you may not find this on a message board. If you have an iPhone yeah. and you just want to know the time, uh-huh. take the screen of your phone when it's black and literally just touch it to your, touch it to your forehead. And it works? Yeah, like that. I'm greasy. See? It works. <laughs> yeah, so it's the 19th today, in case you're wondering, because I have it on my phone. It's right here in front of me. You make Shut me up. feel smart sometimes. Oh, wow. my God. Don't dude. ever say that, Maury. Come on, man. <laughs> you really know how to ruin the guy's day. It was just a couple of months ago that you, you learned how to use the flashlight on your phone. Yeah, which is amazing. I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I don't need a flashlight. I used, I used a flashlight. On. You know, I was going to talk to you about that later. I used a flashlight yesterday. Did you? Yeah, because I was looking around for a flashlight. I needed a flashlight. Yeah. And I actually was in the drawer. It was, we have like a storage thing downstairs. And I was in the storage thing looking in a drawer, and we only have one bulb down in the hallway downstairs. Yeah. That's my fault, too. <laughs> we, only have, we only have one bulb, and I'm not lying. I used my flashlight on my phone to look for my flashlight. Get out. I really did. Really? Yeah. Why don't you just use the flashlight on your phone as a flashlight? Because I'm still new to this, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. So you picked up your phone. Yeah. And you turn on the flashlight. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I need this flashlight so I can look for the other flashlight. Yeah. I was looking for the flashlight. It was dark. And I'm like, God damn, I wish I just had a light right now. And then I reached in my pocket and I grabbed my phone and and I turned the flashlight on. I started looking around for my flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized, and then I realized that I had a flashlight in my hand. Uh Uh-huh. And then I went back upstairs and shined it under the couch and got the cat toy. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Ethel joins us right now. She is 35 years old, married, and uh, do you guys have any kids? Uh, just one son. I have one son. One son. Okay, so you wrote us uh, that your husband wanted a night off. 
and you want to know yeah. if that's normal to ask for a night off. Should it be a big deal? Um, no. And a night off is in a night out with friends, we're drinking beer and then maybe sleeping over at a friend's place. Is that what you're, you're getting yeah. at here? Yeah. And, and your issue is what? That you weren't invited? Um, it's not about that because like we're having an argument because for me, um, I don't want it. Like, um, you know, I, I want him to be, you know, with us, you know, um, and spend some time with, with us, mm-hmm. um, with but, me but like, and his son. But all the time? You know? Not all the time, like, because, like, I only have, like, um, every other weekend, so I just hope, you know, um, it would going to be fun, like, you know, it, he would going to spend it with us, but What then, do you mean every other weekend, yeah. though? Ex- explain your situation so a little bit more. So do you not live with one another? You don't live in the same house? No, no, I, li- I, live, with, I live with him. It's just that, you know, I, ha- I have a work every other weekend. Oh, So okay. I'm, oh, expecting, oh, oh, I uh, I'm expecting him, you know, like, you know. That's what do my time. So you do shift work? Yeah, I do shift work. Oh, okay. Okay, so you don't get to see your husband as much as you would like to, right? Yeah. How yeah. long have you been married for? Uh, six years. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you straight up, Ethel, do you trust your husband? Yeah, I do. I do okay. trust him, okay. yeah. So if it's one night, like, does he go out a lot? <laughs> he wants this, like, thing, like, once in a month, you know, mm-hmm. thing. Of to you know, on, just one to yeah, to go, go out, yeah, yeah, to go hang out with his okay, so, with his best friend. Okay, so I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna break a few things down here for you, just about deal, okay. dealing with guys and men. Uh, when you hook up, the one thing you can't do, and this does go both way, but I'm just gonna speak to it in your specific situation. Okay, uh, okay. You, you, you can't ask him to ditch his friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You can't ask him to be there and present 100% of the time. You can't ask him to be a girlfriend, meaning you all need other people in your life that are independent of your own relationship. You can't have all couple friends, okay? You can't do everything in your life as a couple. He needs people that he trusts and he feels his best around that he can go and be with in a trusting sort of environment. These aren't people that are going to go get him into trouble and don't respect your marriage, okay? So let's assume that everybody is on board and you need people outside of your, you do as well, okay? Because women talk to women differently than men talk to women or women talk to men, okay? There are things that your girlfriends will understand way better than your husband and because your husband doesn't understand those doesn't make him broken. Okay, it's just guys listen and they talk about different things. The one thing that I find weird in relationships is when somebody phrases something like they need a night off. That's weird to me. Okay, to say that you need a night off is to me a slippery slope of then I need a week off. And next thing you know, we're on a trial separation. So even saying those words in that way that you need a night off is weird. The other thing that in relationships that you should know is that I know at home when Catherine Mm -hmm. needs a win. Right. I know at home when she has had a bad week and I know at home when she needs to just sit and chill and we make sure that she then gets a win or that I get a win after a terrible week. And what that win is, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. But it's just you being compassionate and recognizing that the person you love may need to catch a break. Right. This may be need. This may be his break that he needs. Now, the thing that you don't do, and I find that this is a huge mistake in relationships, is that if your husband then gets to do one, then you get to put one in the bank. 
that's awful. Don't yeah. do that. So yeah, if he, if he gets, you don't get if he gets to go out, you're like, okay, well, if you get to go out with your friends, then that means one night next month I get to go out with my friends. Don't do that because no. then you're, you don't care about the person at that point. Yeah. You're just putting one in the, okay. you're putting one in the bank. Okay. That's the wrong way to do it. Does your husband need a night out? When you look at your husband, does he need this? Well, I guess so, yeah, because he's working and, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, Ethel, so. here's the thing. Your husband has friends. You have friends. You need to spend time apart, not because you dislike each other or that there are problems in your marriage, but mm-hmm. you just need to hang out with your friends sometimes, and sometimes he just needs to hang out with his friends. Sometimes it comes down to jealousy because like, if he has some people that he can go and hang out with, maybe she doesn't. Yeah, but that's not his problem, though, honestly, and I know that that's really harsh to say. Do you have friends that you could go out with? Yeah, yeah, I do have friends, but the thing with him is like he would get to hang out overnight. <laughs> sure. But, yeah. uh, okay. But, but what's yeah. wrong with that? Like, if yeah. he goes and, and he drinks a little bit too much and, yeah. you know, he doesn't want to get behind the wheel to, to drive home, yeah. I mean, the safest thing to do is to crash at a friend's house. No, it's to take an Uber home. Um, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> what are they doing sure. all night? Let's find out what they're doing all night. What do they do all night? Why does he need to be out all night? What are they spending their time um, doing? Actually, that's, that's just reason because, like, He's drunk. You don't want it to drive home. Okay, then Mocha's no. right then. Mocha, yeah. Mocha's right. Listen, I'll tell you right now. Ross, Maury, I'll tell you too. Ethel, I have a plan, uh, a planned night out coming up soon yeah. where the Uber drive home from downtown Toronto to where I live yeah. was going to cost like 140 bucks, yeah. right, on a Saturday night. And the only other option is to crash at a buddy's totally. condo and just sleep on his couch. All right. Which, that's what the plan is. Yeah. Right? Done. Done. Perfect. I will say this too, you know, when, and it goes both ways with men and women. The one thing that you can't ask of the person that you've settled down with is you can't ask them to give up the things that they're passionate about. And you also mm-hmm. can't judge the things that they're passionate about. Meaning if your husband is super passionate about once a month going out with his friends and eating ridiculously hot wings to the point of where they're sweating. Okay. You may think that's ridiculous, but to him, he's passionate about it. And that's part of a, a big part of being in a relationship is to recognize the things that mean a lot to the person you live with. Okay, I understand now. Ethel? Yeah? Did this help at all? Yes, it it, it helped at all. Well, there you go. What's your husband's name? (laughs) Jeffrey. Jeffrey, go do your thing, bro. Jeffrey, pack your jammies, buddy. You're going to your friend's house. (laughs) (laughs) Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Hi, Tron Samoka. Who's this? It's George. What's up, George? I'm good. I'm just with my daughter, Cassie. We're on our way to school. Oh, cool. nice. Yeah, I was actually wondering if you guys might be able to do us a favor. We're a big fan of the uh, Johnny Depp School of Acting. Yeah. Was hoping maybe we could play it today. And since Christmas is kind of around the corner, we're thinking maybe a scene from Home Alone, A Christmas Story. Like one of those Christmas movies. Anyone, even your choice is fine. The plan was always, of course, to do uh, something Christmas related for the Johnny Depp School of Acting. The, the hard part is figuring out which one to do. Can I make the call? Can you make the call, Maury? Can I, I love Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Can we do that one? What? Oh. Lost in New York? <laughs> of all the great Christmas movies out there, you pick, first of all, a sequel? It's my favorite Christmas movie. I love Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Really? Why? Over Home Alone 1? A thousand percent. Wow. Why? Because it's New York. It's just, you know, you see Rockefeller, you see the big tree. Oh, right. it's just the best. Oh. What about Elf? Elf is Elf in number New York? three, number two is Serendipity. 
and and then comes in, of course, Love Actually. But Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, I could watch that thing in, Je- in July. But the problem is, is that the Johnny Depp School of Acting doesn't work well when you when you've memorized the the movie. A touche, right? A touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Elf it is. Yeah. <laughs> what's the okay? What's ten on your list, Maury? Go and figure out what your <laughs> go. go. <laughs> we're gonna do for you, sir. Uh, we're gonna do Maury's tenth favorite Christmas movie for the Johnny Depp School of Acting. Scrooged, right? Okay, no, you got to go make your list, and uh, and we'll come back, and uh, I guess we'll do your your tenth favorite, Maury. All right. Uh, Thanks Christmas so much, baby. George. Appreciate it, brother. All right, guys. Just before I go, my daughter just wants to say hello to you. She's a huge fan. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Hi, honey. What's your name? Cassandra. Cassandra, how old are you? I'm nine. Oh, nine. Uh-huh. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Nine. Thank you. Oh. I'll take that win. All it's right. a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Have a bad day at school. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> awesome, guys. Bye. 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 The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Okay, so the Johnny Depp School of Acting by request. We had uh, Maury put together his list of the uh, favorite, his favorite Christmas movies because uh, somebody said we should do the Christmas edition of the Johnny Depp School of Acting. Uh, but we're not going to do Maury's favorite movie because that doesn't make sense. So we'll do his 10th favorite movie. So Maury's list goes Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, <laughs> Serendipity, Elf, Love Actually, Scrooged, The Holiday, Four Christmases, Polar Express, Christmas Vacation. Okay. And then uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. So we'll how do the Grinch how- stole Christmas is tenth on yeah. your list. So we'll do how the Grinch stole Christmas. Damn. And um, how this works, Johnny Depp. Of course, the story goes he's far too eccentric and weird to memorize his lines in movies. So what he does when he's on set is he has an earpiece in his ear and he pays somebody to sit off set and they have his script and then they read him his lines and then he just hears them in his ear and then he says them in the scene, which is, as we found out, extremely difficult oh, yeah. to do. Uh, so that's what we'll do now. I have Maury's script. Yep. Mocha, you have your script. You'll be playing the part of the narrator. Oh, uh, damn it, Maury, good morning. Good morning. You'll be the part of the uh, Grinch and I will be feeding Maury's lines to him in his ear. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, Johnny Depp School of Acting Christmas edition. Maury and Mocha, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Take one and action. He snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers nervously drumming. I must have find a way to get a Christmas. Tomorrow I know all the girls and boys will make Bryce and <laughs> rush for the toys and the, the noise, all oh, the toys, all oh, the noise. There's one thing I hate, all oh, the noise, all oh, the boys, and the shriek and the shrek and the streak and the streck and the wheels and the dancing around. <laughs> they'll blow their flute floppers and flippers and they'll hang their ticker tackers and they'll blow their woo-woo bubbles and they'll hang their goggles Gankers. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Dr. Seuss is real difficult to understand at the yeah. best of times. And he uses silly words all the time. <laughs> he uses silly words, yeah. But uh, uh, you said, first of all, you said boys like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And then he said something called making a rice. There's a, there's a lot of boys making rice. Okay, let's try let's try this one more time, okay? Right. Uh, the Johnny Depp School of Acting Christmas Edition, Maury and Mocha. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, take two, and action! Then he growled with his Grinch fingers nervously drumming. Tomorrow is Christmas, it's practically here.
he didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, my bad. Okay, so are we start oh, at the top. Yeah, let's start again. Let's start okay, again. Go. Okay. Yeah. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find a way to kill the coming and the coming of oh, I know all the girls and boys will make great rice and they'll rush for their toys and they'll open the doors and the noise and the noise. There's one thing I hate all the boys and the boys and they'll shriek and they'll squeak and they'll scream and they'll race around on their wheels. They'll dance with the jig and the jangas. <laughs> they'll blow their flu floppers with their flake tickets and tankers. They'll blow their whippo whoppers and they'll hang their guards. <laughs> They'll beat their drums two times. <laughs> They'll make their ears make their noise. They'll deluxe. Oh, their bagels and legos. <laughs> the bagels and the raggles. Okay, what, what is a cardio bagel? <laughs> is that when you're eating a bagel while you're on the treadmill? <laughs> Do we attempt it one more time? Oh, please, Kenny. <laughs> then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must massage away to find a Christmas for coming. For tomorrow, I know all the girls and boys will make the bright their bush and the, oh, the toys. Oh, the noise and the noise. <laughs> oh, the noise and the noise. The squeak, squeak, squeak. And they're racing around on their wheels and they'll do the jig. And the They'll take and take, they'll blow their hooplas, they'll bang, oh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Johnny Depp School of Acting. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, science has confirmed that cold weather makes you want to drink. Sorry, what? Science has confirmed that cold weather makes you want to drink. We know that already. God, when it's science. cold outside, you do want to drink. A new study at the University of Pittsburgh actually are the first people to confirm it. The researchers found a direct connection between the weather in a city and the average alcohol intake. And it makes sense. When you get drunk, the alcohol increases the blood flow to your skin, which actually does warm you up. But of course, be careful. They also found that people in cold weather climates are more likely to have liver disease. Oh. Russia. I just threw that in. That's not part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. What's this? Oh, Christmas. Christmas trees are up all over the place. I haven't done mine yet. We haven't done ours yet either. Um, we were at my sister-in-law's place last night. They had done their Christmas tree. Really? Yeah. Everything seems real. And I know people say this all the time, but everything seems real early this year for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's because it's been such a terrible, bloody year. Yeah. And all the news has just been awful. Everything is just awful. Everything sucks right now. Everything you read. And so I think people were craving the positivity and just frivolousness of joy that everybody just decided to go all in on Christmas a little bit early this year. Including the Dammits. Oh, no. Who decided to spend their <laughs> Sunday night in their loving home together. <laughs> this is always awesome. Putting up the Christmas tree. <laughs> Does he still make you put the Jewish decorations on the back? Yes, okay. Oh. <laughs> you have to hoist it. No, it was never like this. You oh. stick. You're going to break it. Move out of the way. I'm. We always do this together. Clearly not. Okay. <laughs> Step aside. No. Leave it up to me because clearly... 
Matthew, you just stick this into the hole, and then you twist. Where the f do you think it is? It's in the hole. Yeah, but you need to tilt it. You need to go away. M get oh, up. Geez. Physically get up and go away. No, you need to tilt the tree. I can't do that without you physically getting up and going away. How? When I have to help you tilt the tree. Okay, thank you. I just vacuumed. Get up. <laughs> How are you going to do this on your own? Like I do everything else around here. Oh. Can you stick this into the hole? I'm holding it right now. It's so heavy. It needs to be on the floor. You're holding it up in the air. <laughs> you need to be doing this when it's on the ground. That makes no sense. Yes, it does. You stick that into the hole, okay. and then it goes through. But you're not sticking it straight. I know, but it has to find the rivets. Can you please stick it in straight? Right there. Oh, oh, I felt it go in. Maury, stop. I'm trying to help by giving you the ribbon. I'm trying to just lay it out like you usually you help me do. You don't lay out ribbon. No. Balls like that go below because they're big. It doesn't go there. It goes behind. <laughs> Why? I don't want to pickle. It, oh. Pickles bring good luck. Then put it behind us. Don't you want everyone? Please put the pickle behind the tree. The pickle, as we know it, goes in the back. <laughs> Oh, a dreidel. Do we have to put the dreidel in the front and center? It doesn't have to, it can't go there. Why? I don't want it in front and center. No, okay, you're not Why thinking. are you moving everything I place? Because you're not thinking. What do you mean? You're just randomly putting ornaments on a tree. There's a design and thought process behind this. Have you thought and designed? Yes. I'm gonna put these, what, like here? Okay, little tiny ornaments like that go on top of the tree, like above. Don't you dare put that there. Why not? Because toy little f***ing trinkets do not go on the tree. Matthew. What is this from? Star Trek or something? Back to the Future. No. What? It goes... It goes in the garbage is where it goes. Oh, wow. Again with the butterflies. God, I love my butterflies, but Jesus, you've really got an insect on but me. But they're, right? no, they're white and they're beautiful. It, like, represents winter. We are on a theme. This Bar. one looks great here. Are you dumb? <laughs> what are you talking about? It looks great. We are happy with the theme and we're going off brand. Oh, Merry Christmas, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So yesterday, uh, Santa made his stop to Toronto for the Santa Claus Parade. They've been doing this for like over a hundred years, right? Yeah, dude, crazy. And I love that. I love that. Uh, that Santa makes sure makes sure that Toronto is always a destination for the big parade. Yeah, taking a break from making all them toys up in the North Pole. It's awesome. My kid was there every year. Loves it. I hope you got my letter. One WWE 2K19. Oh, is that what you want? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I want. Just a video so, game? Just a video game. Yeah. Santa, if you can make that happen, you know. Sure. I don't think you're alone. Uh, and so, if there's limited supply, yeah. you may get bumped, Holmes. <laughs> just uh, saying. So David Morey was at the parade yesterday. Uh, talking to kids about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and man, these kid answers for things. So good. Yes, that's right. We are not live from the Santa Claus Parade. The streets strewn with boys and girls excited to see Santa. And this is the time of year where I am not the only person with a belly that jiggles like a bowl full of jelly. What is something that you've done that might put you on the naughty list this year? Um, heading my sister. I'm oh. smacking her. Oh. Um, she, um, smacked me too. What do you oh, think gosh. Santa Claus smells like? 
He probably sounds like me and sweat. Probably because he eats a lot. Yeah. What do you think? He's the most. He smells like bologna and cookies. <laughs> if there's something you could change about Christmas, what would you change? We would have it like on the 25th every month. Oof. So we could get presents every month. Wow. And, and we could spend parents' money. Okay, what is something that you've done that might put you on the naughty list this year? I used to cause lots of trouble, like probably break stuff when my mom, when my mom and dad were like mad at me. So yeah, that's probably why. What do you think Santa smells like? Uh, farts. <laughs> what is something you would change about Christmas if you could change anything? To be with every family in the world. Aww. Like one big, long dinner table? Yep. How many people would that be? 5,000. What do you think Santa smells like? Tomatoes. Why does he smell like tomatoes? <laughs> well, honestly, because he's lead. What do you think Santa Obviously. smells like? Body lotion, maybe? <laughs> because he probably showers every day. Yeah. If you were to take a whiff, what does he smell like? Boogers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. What does that smell like? Salty. Why do you think that's what he smells like? Because his big bushy beard. What is something that might have put you on the naughty list this year? Um, maybe getting in a fight with my sister. Um, sometimes <laughs> we argue about random things. What is something you would change about Christmas? If you could change anything about Christmas, what would you change? Um, I would put everyone in one big room and then we could all sing Christmas carols. What do you That's think Santa nice. smells like? Disgusting reindeer poop. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know why, because he's the one that has to take care of his reindeers. True. Merry Christmas from Canada 92.5. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Breaking news. Which is what, Maury? Haley Baldwin has officially changed her last name on Instagram to Bieber. Oh, there you go. It's now Haley Bieber. Haley Bieber. All 15 right. million followers, Haley Bieber. There you go. That's what happens a lot of times when people get married. But celebrities don't often change their last name, though, because, like, you know, they're credited on screen or whatever to Baldwin. I think sometimes they do. And then they regret it. Like on Friends when it was that Arquette lady, where then they break up and they have to change the name on the credits again. Right. Well, I mean, Courtney you can, Cox. You can, yeah. yeah. You can go back, because Roseanne changed her name and then went back. But then it lives on forever on the Did DVDs. Did she really? She was Roseanne Arnold for years. Oh, oh yeah. That. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Oh. But I think that I, 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 there's a lot of people that do wind up changing their name, but you never really know it because yeah. you they still use for TV. For sure. Like Courtney Cox, for the longest time, she was... Courtney Cox, our cat. Yeah, I know. But now, when you watch Friends repeats, I'm sure it haunts her that it comes up haunts on the screen. You think she's sitting around watching Friends repeats? <laughs> Don't they have like kids together? They still get along, right? Yeah, but I mean, but it's on the screen in text yeah. forever. Now. I think you think people think way too much about that stuff. Yeah, I don't think you. That's not something that haunts you. <laughs> why didn't you? Why didn't you, Matthew, change one of your names? Was that ever a discussion? It was discussed. Um, I wanted to hyphenate it, but he didn't want me to take his last name. And why? He, uh, and I, oh. and he didn't want me to, and he that really didn't want to take mine. I think, hold on a second here. I got to double back a couple words. <laughs> Which the, uh? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't Matthew want, did Jenna take your, did Jenna yeah. take Frau? Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So, okay, okay, so go ahead now, Maury. Um, it's just like, you know, he goes, no, you don't want to, I don't want another Almeida. We don't need another Almeida. So okay. you just stay with Sherman and I'll stay with Matthew. But why, but and I'm like, well, why don't you then take Sherman? He's like, hell no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this to, this to your pops and Frank. I'm like, what wow. if I, what if I, what do you call it? Uh, the dash. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 just you be you, I'll do me. Yeah, see, because I actually agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think that the idea of changing a name is somewhat ridiculous. The only time that it really matters is when you have a kid, you 
in, in a perfect world, your kid, just to cut down on confusion, has the same last name as both the parents, sure. right? That's what you, it's, everything sort of works out. But uh, when people start getting into, into to hyphenated names, and I know, I know a couple that when they got married, they each hyphenated their name. Yeah. So he changed his last name with the hyphen and she changed her last See, name with the hyphen. My sister Mira, yeah. um, they, when they got, when he, she got married to Eli, yeah. instead of hyphenated, they morphed the name together, the last name together to... They created a new name. They created a new name, Lion Bloom. Right. And so their daughter, Sadie, is Lion Bloom, and both of them changed their name to Lion. So what was her name before? Lion. And his name? Bloom. Oh. So they no hyphen, just Lion Bloom. Yeah. They just created a whole wow. new, whole last, new name. last name. So that interesting. new last name will last for... Wait, they had a, a boy a, or girl? A girl, Sadie. Oh, okay. So I the guess girl, it kind of ends if, there, right? No, I mean, if Sadie decides to not want to change her last name. Right. But their if kids will never take married. it, right? So if Sadie has kids, then it becomes the guy's right. potentially last name. Sure. So if Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin, they could have been Baldber. <laughs> Which, <laughs> tell me, tell me, that's, tell me that's not a sexy name. Or what about Biebwin? No. No, that doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Bald burr. <laughs> <laughs> bald burbs. Right? The bald burbs. Bald burb. Bald burb. Bieber. Bald burb. Bald yeah. Bald burr. Yeah. That sounds right? gross. Not a, no, but I like that one, though. The lion. What's that Lion name? Bloom. Lion Bloom. That's a beautiful last it's fierce. name. It's fierce. Yeah. It's pretty fierce. No, that's a great last name. I'm all for that, too. The, the idea with, with names and changing it when you're a couple, I think it's really up to you. I don't think that this is necessarily something that you have to play by these old school rules oh, for. I, I don't... Was it a discussion for Roxy as to whose last name Roxy It actually wasn't a discussion, to be oh. honest with you. It wasn't. It wasn't really a discussion. We didn't sit there and have this huge sort of thing over it. I, and I would have been up for the discussion, but it just it really wasn't a discussion. Uh, Roxy's name, her first and middle name, was uh, a discussion, but it was a conversation that Catherine and I had literally for two seconds, yeah. and we decided on a name. There was no sort of debating back and forth and back well, and forth. Because you can't win a debate with and- him. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh wow come on that, that, that was actually a really good thing Catherine's listening right now brother it's like <laughs> you look at the clock <laughs> look at the clock man okay the Roz and Mocha Show podcast I was uh reading that statement from David Arquette what happened now who you know David Arquette's like a huge wrestling fan right yeah. Like he's got Macho Man Savage and Miss Elizabeth tattooed on him somewhere. He was in a wrestling movie back in the day. Yeah, but he still, ra- like he kind of wrestles now. And he did some stuff with WCW at one point. And everybody thought that he was like, died. He took he took part in like a death match in some LA bar, uh-huh. I guess over the weekend. Oh, okay. And the tweet that turned me on to this was... Uh, oh, it turned you on. Somebody on Twitter named LA Musing wrote, Tonight, actor David Arquette was wrestling in a death match in a dive bar in L.A. with a convicted bank robber who served five years in prison. He had his throat cut with a light tube what? and face slashed up with a pizza cutter. Get out of here. Yeah, so I guess in a death match, and maybe you can help explain this to me, they hit each other with fluorescent light tubes, okay. right? I mean, I've seen that done in like... An organization back in the day called ECW. Yeah, so that's the kind of match that David Arquette but took pizza part cutters? In. Yeah, and then they go at each other with like forks and, and pizza cutters. I mean, I don't know about that. And so 
I guess they were hitting each other with these light tubes. And then this guy who David Arquette was fighting yeah. grabbed one of the light tubes and broke it in half and held onto it like there was still like 12 inches left on it. Like a knife? Like a knife. And started grinding it into his forehead. Oh, my God. And David Arquette flinched and moved and the light tube went into the side of his neck. Oh, my God. And then David Arquette immediately started holding the side of his neck during, well, yeah. during this match. Because he's just covered in blood at this point. Yeah. And so nobody really knows what's going on. Nobody and you knows, don't know nobody, where the blood's coming from don't know at where that it's point. coming from. He just felt something go into his neck. And then he gets out of the ring and starts to leave. But these wrestling guys, even guys like David Arquette, who take wrestling so seriously, mm-hmm. goes and gets back in the ring again. He's probably just still full of adrenaline, right? Still while holding his neck and then allows the guy to pin him. And then he gets up and he leaves. Like he still went back in to finish the match. Got to finish while, the match. Got to finish that match while yeah. while holding his neck. And uh, David Arquette had tweeted right afterwards. Uh, it turns out death matches aren't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> really, you think? <laughs> yeah. And then, but then everybody started going in on the guy on the wrestler that he fought, blaming him. And then David Arquette broke it all down. And he's like, listen, it was completely my fault. It was my inexperience. I flinched and, you know, I take full responsibility. And then he wrote this like really long and he goes, the main reason I got injured was my lack of experience. Don't try this at home. And he goes on to say, as some of you might've seen last week, I was injured in a wrestling death match. People just speak of this like it's an actual thing. You know what I mean? And he goes, I wanted to make sure uh, to address the photos and video that have surfaced because if you have not seen them yet, they're horrific. Oh my God. Uh, As this is not the type of wrestling you watch on TV. No kidding. Uh, I knew it was violent and potentially bloody, but I truly did not know the extent of what I was participating in. So you signed up for something called a death match where you don't fully understand what you're participating in. If I'm signing up for anything that has death in the title, Oh, you have to. I'm becoming an expert. Some sort of a risk. Before I do it. It's still real to me, damn it. (laughs) However, I take responsibility for putting myself in the situation. Since for the last six months, I've been training and competing in indie matches around the country. Wow. As wrestling is a passion of mine. I want to state again that this is not traditional wrestling, and I have the utmost respect for the sport. I also want to apologize to professional wrestling, the world, uh, for any negative attention that this might have brought on uh, over the weekend. So then he goes, so he apologizes to to wrestling because he said what I did with my inexperience made all of wrestling look bad. Right. Like that's how much of a fan this guy is. Wow. And then he posted a picture of his uh, tattoo of Macho Man and Elizabeth where his blood was on Elizabeth's face and it looked like she was crying. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Let me read yes. this headline to you, Roz. Canadian curling team kicked out of tournament for being extremely drunk. <laughs> Come on. I guess this happened over the weekend. Like, are these just jabronis or are these like pros? No. <laughs> it's our Olympic team. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, there's a report. Boy, represent. Uh, CBC Sports is reporting that Ryan Fry along with his teammates, Jamie Coe, DJ Kidby, and Chris Schill forfeited their final match at the Red Deer Classic after complaints came in, calling them, quote, extremely drunk and unruly. Oh, snap. Here's what the facility manager where they were playing says. 
They went out to curl and they were extremely drunk and breaking brooms and swearing and just unacceptable behavior that nobody wants to watch or hear or listen. And it was just enough was enough. Oh, wow. There was some damage in the locker room and other teams complaining about their stuff being kicked around oh, in the locker no. room. So at the end of the day, it was like, okay, that's Homies. enough of this gong show. What you doing? <laughs> what you doing? Uh, and then I guess uh, the World Curling Tour tweeted out a picture. Let me read this. Of a sign posted in the arena that reads, due to the unacceptable behavior from Team Jamie Coe, the Red Deer Curling Classic Committee has disqualified this team from further play this weekend in the 2018 Red Deer Curling Classic and in future Red Deer Curling Classic events. Oh my God. Like, what are you doing getting that hammered? Oh, also, yeah. the uh, the game, that match, yeah. <laughs> they played at noon. No. <laughs> <laughs> so for you to get wasted, wasted before your curling uh, match. I can see what these guys look like. There, are there pictures of them hammered? Like, I guess it wasn't, a, I guess nobody I, filmed this, right? I don't have any pictures here God, of them being you, hammered. See, but maybe that's why they got so they drunk. look like a group of dads drinking at 10 a.m., and decided to I'm trying to find it because you know how they always wear those cool pants too, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Here, listen, listen to this. They downed thirty to forty beers and several shots of alcohol prior <laughs> to the noon match. Get out of here! <laughs> no way. Read that again. How many? Thirty to forty beers and how many are the four? Yeah. Thirty to forty beers <gasps> and several shots of alcohol prior to a noon match. Like that is crazy. Like I want to know what was going on because well, these the are because this is this is something that they've done before on a professional these are, level. These are friggin' Olympians. Yeah. Right? Like, I want to know what the circumstance was that they decided to get that lit and then acquire all that alcohol (laughs) in the morning (laughs) and start running through it before... Yeah, their big match at noon. Yeah, and I and I know how people get, especially when you're really good at something. But I don't know if there was ever a case where somebody was right when they said that they could do something just as good drunk as they do sober. I don't know if anybody who's ever said that has been right. Do you think it was like a bet between them? But it's a competition, though. Like, I think you do that with your jabronis on the weekend at the local rink. But they were like, listen, we've seen all these other teams already. We've kind of watched how they play. We could probably beat them drunk. (laughs) But why, though? But why? Because they never have? I don't know. But why? Like, listen, they're Olympians. They don't have to prove anything else. Right. God, that would be great if if just for once all Olympians just got drunk to do the thing that they do. Right? I would would love that Olympics. Like the last day of the Olympics. If everybody just got lit... Yeah, and you were Even allowed like a bonus day. Yeah, just like a just, bonus and day. there's no medals awarded. None, none, right at all in any sport. In every no. sport, ping pong, diving, martial arts, <laughs> boxing, <laughs> <laughs> luge. Oh no, right, luge no, would you be carried. Ask your no, friends, somebody friends, would die. Somebody would die. You're yeah. right. You're luge right. would have yeah. to be excluded. Half pipe. Half pipe. <laughs> <laughs> the Rosin Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Maury, come on in here for a sec. My love, if I asked you guys both to define to you what being rich is, what would your answers be? To you, 
what would constitute being rich? I'd say wainscoting and stairs. <laughs> I would say... Very low expectations. Having tomorrow. your mortgage paid off. Yeah. And your expenses kind of like manage all your bills oh. and stuff. So, so like rich, no rich though. Rich. Yeah, like no no car payments, no mortgage whatsoever. I don't think it, like are you asking for a dollar figure? No, well, I mean some people do, sure. No, I would say because everybody's, you know, yearly salary is different. Mm-hmm. And I think being rich, you could say once you have the bigger expenses kind of like paid off, mm-hmm. all that extra, not extra, but all that money that you're making yeah. on a monthly basis yeah. is, I don't want to say play money, but play money. I'm okay. going to add to this. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say you're rich when you can go out with a, a table of friends, yeah. cover the bill, and still have, I guess, the ability the next day to buy yourself dinner or lunch. Like you don't, if you pay for your friend's dinner, you're not uh, in the car going, oh my God, what did I just do? Okay. So yeah, sure. Okay. And, and leave a nice tip. Okay. And and it's interesting because you guys are right on the sort of same path that the people who answered this question in this survey, it had very little to do with the dollar amount as you brought up, Mocha. Yeah. Like people don't define rich as... Five million in the bank. And I don't think rich necessarily means being able to buy like gold dogs and figurines and stuff. Sure. So at number five was earning a lot of money through your job, right? But that was only 4% of people. At number four was having lots of savings. That was only 10% of the people. And then we get into the top three most popular definitions of what people said being rich was. Uh, At number three was having meaningful, meaningful relationships with friends and family. Oh, okay. That's somebody would consider that to be a rich life. Maury no. just curled his face like he smelled a bad smell. No, no, no. <laughs> to me, rich is the complete opposite. To me, rich means you don't need to deal with family. And wow. Damn, so you'd be like a rich a hole, right? You, you know, like, isn't that? But isn't that part of being okay, rich? Okay. Uh, you know? Yeah, it is more. Trust me. Um, <laughs> at uh, at number two was living a happy life, no matter how much money you earn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right? That to people is a rich life. I agree with this. Yeah. Is being able to live a happy life uh, no matter. I, I, I do think that people put too much emphasis on happy and way less emphasis on the most important thing, which is finding well, purpose most in rich life. people are miserable. That's not true. Right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, living a happy life no matter how much money you earn. And number one oh. was being able to afford the life you want. Like mm. many shoes. If that's, if, the that, life, if that's the life you, you want. Like you watch Sex in the City and she yeah. has many Manolo Blahniks. To me, right. you can define richness by having, you know, several pairs of shoes. Right. Several pairs of shoes. So it all depends on how you, uh, what is, what it is that life that you want and being able to afford that. Because some people would want a very simple life. You want to go and live off the grid in a cabin in the woods that you got the, yes. you know you know what I mean? That you spent oh. 20 years of your own life bucket. and sweat, yeah. you know, building, and that's just the life you want. You could attain that life, and that will make you feel rich. You may have no money in the bank, but to you, that's the rich life. So I would like to be able to be rich where I could go to a hotel, eat you know, the mini bar nuts and stuff yeah. and not be like, that was just $5. Right. You want to go to a hotel, Maury, and be able to check out and go home without stealing the soap because you need it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Did you guys hear the Sex in the City story that dropped yesterday? Or the news that dropped late yesterday? Why, is the movie happening or no? No, the movie, oh. the third movie's not happening, but the guy that plays Big claims to have the script. Chris Noth? For part three. Right. And in part three, his character, Big, was supposed to have a heart attack and die. Oh, snap. So the whole movie was going to center around Samantha. No, not Samantha. What's her name? Carrie. 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 Yeah. Now, if you remember early in the actual series, um, Big, Chris Noth, did end up going into the hospital for heart surgery. So it does tie in. It's when Carrie showed up as a candy striper and they played dominoes together. Hello. So they were going to kill Big in Sex and the City 3? Is yeah. that what fans wanted, though? And then and it, the, the whole movie was going to revolve around Carrie Bradshaw and mourning the loss of... That sounds like a terrible... Big. Is that what fans wanted, yeah, though? They wanted her with Aiden. Right. Should have But, been. like, do they want to see Carrie grieving no, the loss they don't. of Big? No, they don't. But... The thing is, though, then that would be the f- that would be a great final movie, right? Because where do you go from there? Well, you, how many times have we all said this about the series, though? Where do you go from there? Oh, I guess then she starts dating like, someone. Like, over I think, like and the over second movie again. was not needed. I mean, the first movie wasn't. Well, needed, then it just but... becomes sad in the city. Oh. Yeah. So, but as a fan, Maury, you would not have been into that if you oh, found out that that. And was he was going to have a heart attack. By the way, I forgot to mention he was supposed to have a heart attack and die in the shower. Oh wow! Yeah. Seriously? Serious? Um. As a fan, um, I would watch it. I would enjoy seeing them back on the big screen and them together again. Yeah. As a plot line, I think it's a little lacking. We want to see them drinking. We want to see them frolicking with men. Right. We don't want to see them mourning the death. Here right. is the quote from this podcast called the uh, Origins Podcast. The script calls for Mr. Big to die of a heart attack in the shower relatively early Jeez. on in the movie. And that's it. And that's it. When did Sex in the City debut? Like, how old are these women 1998? Oh, it's got to be earlier than that, right? Uh, 97, 98. They're all in their 50s now, right? I know that uh, Kim Cattrall is. Hold on here. I'm trying to think. Yeah, 98 to 2004. Sex in the City, the TV series. Yeah. Yeah. And so how old are they? Like, and not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel the same way about the gals from Sex in the City as I do, you know, about Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, where there's, you know, they're still playing tough. Yeah. No, you're not, why? Grandpa. Yeah, I'm like, no, you're not. You're not. I'm you're not. bad grandpa now. Yeah, you're bad grandpa. <laughs> you're not you're not tough mob guy. Like I don't buy it anymore. Yeah. You know, at, at that point it's you're kind of gild in the lily where you're, you know, I don't Sorry, know. What? Stop it. You're it's a what? A, it's an old timey saying. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> Talk about being old. Yeah, okay. I know. Listen, they can't be old, but you can be. But I just, I I think like how much of Sex in the City or even like a De Niro Pacino thing where there's still mob bosses calling hits on guys, like how much of that are you just enjoying it for nostalgia and then also how much of it is is sad? Like, I don't know how much I still want to see Samantha running around trying to get laid. Well, let me ask you something then. Why was it okay for the Golden Girls, but not okay for these older women? Because the Golden Girls is a completely different thing. The Golden Girls. I mean, those were older women who were trying to get men. It's a much different 
story, though. I know, but it's you're a much saying, different story. But it, but it's still older women that we enjoyed no, seeing. Them, a, no, 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 it's no, a much it's a much yeah. different. The Golden Girls were the Golden Girls, for God's sake. I don't know if I want to see the 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 Sex and the City gals, much like I don't want to see Pacino and De Niro. Uh, you still acting tough or still getting hammered at? I don't know. Is it? In, I don't know if it's interesting. I don't know if it's interesting because to me, the fact that they would still be doing this after all those years mm-hmm. to me is kind of is sad. Kind of, are you saying it's kind of like watching like seeing watching your mom going no, a date? No, no, it's just I don't like to see anyone change. And so when you don't, when you when you refuse to sort of evolve characters, it's sad to me. It, like it just, yeah, I just find I mean, it. I just find it they're sad. Done, when, they're done with the with the whole thing. But it's for the fans because the fans are having a hard time letting go. Right? They nah, don't the care. Fans it's should. The fans because here's the like, thing: you more, do another movie more. and it's going to ruin the entire franchise. But yeah, they said that after the first movie. But then the second movie, everybody loved more than the first movie. But I think people thought they loved the second movie more than the, no. the first. I loved the first when they all went to Abu Dhabi and blah blah See, blah. See, again, again, yeah. again. But uh, listen, Sex in the City was a massive powerhouse. I love Sarah Jessica Parker. I love. Uh, Kim Cattrall I love all those women and I love what the show did and that it has built this incredible fan base but I just think that it's it's done I, I when you're starting to flirt now with the idea of doing a movie around Mr. Big dying in the first scene and then Carrie grieves for two hours I don't know if that's what the fans want I just I don't think, think so that, yeah I don't I know I think it would I ruin know. the legacy of yeah. that entire Kim, franchise Kim Cattrall is so smart to have said no to this yeah oh hell yeah the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast Minus one right now, and it's going to stay that way all day. It's going to feel like minus eight. Uh, tomorrow, mm. we're going to get flurries all day. High of minus one. Thursday, though, is a day that you really got to pay attention to because it's going to feel like minus 20. Oof. So be prepared for that. <laughs> but isn't Friday supposed to be nice, or am I crazy? Uh, Friday, mainly sunny. High of minus five. Should we answer Sorry, that? Sorry, high of three degrees. Uh, the low is minus five. Should we right. answer that? Should if you're crazy, what? do you want us to answer that? Wow, jeez. Holy what? moly, Maury. <laughs> what is <laughs> here with the fire? I didn't even hear what you said. Oh, because so I was just like, is Friday supposed to be nice or am I crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I said what? Isn't Friday supposed to be nice or am I just crazy? Right. Do I talk like that? I don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. Stop it. Stop it, Ross. Oh. Oh, oh, shit. Both of you on me now. Oh, my God. What did I do today? Oh, my God. What did I do today? (laughs) Nothing, Ross. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that wasn't you. No. Oh. Damn, Maury. Your impression is like, shut up! Don't encourage this. Honestly, today. I, don't, I don't know why you turned on me all of a sudden. I, I don't know why you. you turned on me all oh, of a sudden. Oh wait, that wasn't even you. No, oh, 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 what is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, right. Stop it! You sound like a raptor. Like I suck. Are you okay today? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you, more. I did nothing to you. What did you eat today? Like is something? Do you eat something that you don't normally eat, and it's throwing you off? No, no, uh-huh. no. I just had my funny pills. Which is what? <laughs> I don't know. Are you like, on medication? Like cocaine? No. Oh my god, no. What do you mean? Like crap? No, I was trying to be silly. Oh well, oh. somebody generally doesn't say I had my funny pills oh, when, they, okay. when they're not when they're not on some sort of antidepressant. Oh my god, stop! No, no, no. What? There's no. nothing wrong with being on antidepressants. No, but no, I was just being silly. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, and hurtful. And hurtful. (laughs) (laughs) The Rosin Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Get ready for the purge. If you're on Instagram, uh, they're taking action against 
your fake followers. Oh, thank God! Your fake likes, your fake comments. Hold on a second here. I know I have people in my life. Yeah. Oh, I have people in my life that I need to go and screenshot their followers. You better do that now. I I did that when they uh, when they did it with Twitter. Yeah. So the exact same thing is happening now with Instagram. I did it when they uh, I screen I screen grab people that I had suspicions of. Oh yeah, Sus- like serious suspicions of. Make sure you grab Damon Morris because we know he pays for followers and right. stuff, right? I don't. Um, no, more. Remember, Morris made it out of uh, of the Twitter, the Twitter purge. purge. Yeah, he made it out okay. Yeah, and I think like, I'm going to do okay with thousand. Instagram. Yeah. Right? No. Well, like, how many do you pay for on Instagram? Oh, none actually. To be oh, yeah. truthful. Oh snap! You almost had him too. <laughs> that was a good one. I almost got oh, the dude. exact number. Nah. Yeah, you almost got the. Is exact it like number. in the hundreds or thousands that <laughs> it's you pay? It's in the zeros. Everyone yeah. that follows me is a real human being. Okay. Um, this is fantastic. When is this happening? Because my Instagram's jacked right now. I can't yeah. get anything to work on my Instagram. Is Instagram down? No. Do we need to do a news breaking no. news thing about this? Because no, my no, Instagram's no. My not Instagram's working. working right now. No, uh, they said Instagram announced that they'll be cracking down on third party apps that increase follower counts through illegitimate means. Uh, that also includes fake comments and yeah. fake likes. Right. So get ready. The Instagram purge right. is coming. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's up? Oh, Maury, come in here for a second. Maury, uh... Good morning, Dan and Maury. Yes, my b- brethren. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's redo that. Let's redo that part. Hello, Dan and Maury. What up, peeps? <laughs> okay. Just say hi. Yeah, just say good morning, man. Like just a big, say, hey, you know, like, you know, where you walk on stage, everyone's clapping. You that's know? what you would do if you Ooh. walked on stage? No, that's in my mind when I walk in, when you ask me to come in. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like coming on stage and everyone's like, yes! Okay, get out. We'll do that again, Okay, then. come on. And don't do some long, drawn-out thing, okay? Hey, right, uh, Damon Mori, come on in here for a second. Damon Mori, everybody. Hey! Damon Mori. Hey! Yeah. Damon Mori! Oh, you all look fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like your what up better. <laughs> uh, uh, Maury told me that he got uh, he got caught smelling his teeth yesterday. What? He got <laughs> caught. Maury got caught smelling his teeth. How do you smell your teeth? Exactly. That's what I said. Your okay. teeth. Okay. So the way Maury does it, and let me explain why first. So you explain this to me more, that you smell your teeth to find out if your breath smells bad. Everyone has their thing that they do to check if their breath, breath smells bad. I most smell people, my teeth. Most people put their hand up in front of their face and that it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. This is a true way of knowing if there's yeah, a bit of a problem. Okay, so what Maury does is he takes his thumb and his index finger yeah. and he rubs his front teeth with them mm-hmm. and then he takes those two fingers and puts them in his nose and smells them. <laughs> that is freaking disgusting, dude. Also, not it. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, you want Mocha to smell my finger? Oh, I'm just saying, I'm not doing it. In case we're going down that road, I ain't doing it. <laughs> Come on, guys. I, I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> Neither did I. I just wanted to make sure that I said it first. I didn't even say we were going down the road if somebody's got to smell Maury's teeth. I'm just saying that if we do go down that road, I'm not going with you. What do they smell like right now? Do you have bad breath? It smells like the energy bar I'm eating. What else did you eat this morning? I had a banana, an apple, a chia yogurt, and an egg, 
And, oh, and, stop. Okay. You got to lead with the egg, bro. When we're talking about <laughs> smelling your teeth, <laughs> you got to get egg on that list first. That's a lot. And you woke up like two hours ago. <laughs> I know, but I was sleeping for a while, too. Right. Wait, I have a really important question to ask. Yeah. yeah. More, your teeth are going to get so dry if you keep rubbing them like that. Yeah, but then you yeah. No, you can't rub it like that. It'll just dry right up on you. That's what she said. Stop. Um, <laughs> did you... Did you brush your teeth this morning? Yeah, but then I had the egg. Okay. Yeah, because that makes all the sense. <laughs> okay, stop rubbing it like that, man. I'm just going to dry get out. Some stink on my no, fingers. No, because then you're going to have to like start rubbing your tongue all in like, the front of it and stuff, <laughs> which is also weird. Okay. Okay. So... <laughs> I hate you guys. No, come on, man. I thought you Nobody... said you'd do anything for the show. Yeah, I would. Okay. Okay. Which episode did I say that on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. Somebody okay. will, believe me. Okay, okay. Maury, go on over there. Okay. So Maury's now, he has this, his thumb and his index finger. By the way, Maury got caught smelling his, uh, his teeth the other day. And I know that that sounds really weird. Like, how do you smell your own teeth? But he takes his thumb and his index finger and he rubs them on his front teeth and then takes those two fingers and puts them in his oh nostrils. Maury's fingers are glistening right now. Them. Right. Oh God, they're okay. glistening. Okay, so Maury, give him a good, give him a good rub. Oh, Don't get them too, too wet. You can hear them. Oh God, that sounds so gross. Wait, wait, here, here. Listen, listen. You okay. Teeth. Okay. okay, honestly, okay. before even... Yeah. Maury, your teeth should I... not make it sound like we have a mouse. <laughs> okay? Okay, before doing this, though, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm, like, I'm not standing that far away from Maury just now when yeah. he was doing that. Okay. I could already smell his mouth. Okay. Like his breath. Okay. Yeah, but now you have to smell the teeth. Yeah, but you have to smell his teeth. No, but right? like it's not a good smell that's uh, coming uh, out of his mouth. No, I know. I know. This is disgusting, guys. But nobody thought that it would be. Okay, go. <laughs> okay, wow. Gross. How was that? <laughs> that is so gross. That is so gross. Oh, but my you see, God. it works. Oh, That's how you can check. Reeks. Describe the smell. Your mouth reeks, dude. Do you smell all the things I ate? I smell like uh, old coffee. It yeah. smells like coffee and egg. Yeah, it's like when you, it's like you could have a clean mouth and a clean hand, but for some reason when you lick your palm and smell it, it stinks. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That was like the grossest thing. <laughs> Honestly, that was the grossest thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get that smell. Sam Mori, everybody. Yay! Hey! Disgusting. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Um, I was just calling in because Maury said that he brushes his teeth before he ate the egg. And I brush my teeth in the morning first thing before breakfast, too. Is that is that not normal? Uh, is that weird? I always, I mean, I don't eat in the morning, so I can't say what's normal or not. But historically, I would say that I would, like, brushing my teeth was always, it, when I did eat breakfast, brushing my teeth was always one of the, the last things I did before I left the house. Oh, really? Like, I would do it, because I don't want, I like my coffee in the morning to be just as pure and unsoiled and un, like, compromised as possible. So, yeah. for me, coffee always goes 
those before teeth brushing. No, because I, I always, that... during the week, I brush my teeth first. Really? And then I'll have my coffee and I'll have it's my breakfast and everything. to get rid of everything. the morning breath, so in case you're communicating with anybody, they don't smell your morning breath. No, but... you communicate with first thing in the morning, though? You don't know if someone's going to knock at no, your door. No, please. But the weird thing is, on the weekends, yeah. when I get up, I will have my coffee and breakfast and I'll go through the whole routine and then I don't brush my teeth until like 11 o'clock in the morning on the weekends. Yeah. But in the I morning, do that too. I think I do that too. Yeah, yeah. I do my teeth last, man. I get through, I get no, through that whole morning with the coffee and everything it's else. It's different for us at least during the week because of the hours that we work. Yeah. So I get up in the morning yeah. and I don't have my first coffee until uh, I'm in the car driving oh, wow. into work. Really? Right? So I'll brush my yeah, teeth, get too. ready, try to keep quiet <laughs> oh in the house, and then I'll leave, have my coffee, and then when I get into the studio is when yeah. I eat my breakfast. How do you not poop? On yeah, the way. I'm the same what? way. <laughs> yeah. You're the same way, what? You got to poop first? No, no, no. Oh. If I have a coffee <laughs> in the morning. Like yeah, I, having I, a coffee on the way to work and then having breakfast at work. No, yeah. there's there's no chance. No, there's, but don't you no. don't you go number two at the like at the exact same time every day? Yeah, first yeah first thing. Oh, but yeah. it's because of a coffee. Like if I have a nice hot cup of coffee, yeah. as soon as that coffee hits my belly, yeah. I'm like it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> for for real, yeah. No, a coffee is that I I am up maybe I'm gonna say maximum of ninety seconds when my feet hit the floor. I have a yeah. coffee in my hand. Really? Yeah. Wow. Good yeah, for it's, you. The, it's the first thing I do. <laughs> hey, what's your name? On the phone. Paige. Paige, thank you so much for calling in. Love you lots. Yes, thanks. Bye. The Rosin Mocha Show Podcast. Got a speeding ticket for $2,300. What? No. Yeah. How fast was she going? Super fast, I bet. 215 and a 110. <gasps> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like 215. Please tell me she got a uh, license. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Roadside suspension. Yeah, I mean, I'm Car sure. impounded. Yeah, I'm sure that there was all of that stuff. Um, she's got to go to court. That's too fast. You have to go to court for, I guess, anything over 50 kilometers an hour in BC. Does my car go that fast? I don't even know. And she did not show up to court. <gasps> oh, you idiot. Yeah. You dummy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess at the time, the cops had uh, received complaints about the same vehicle driving fast and passing other vehicles. Really? Yeah. You idiot. Not a lot of cars go that fast, though. Don't most cars go, like, to 180, I yeah, guess? I'm trying to find out what car she yeah, was driving. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. What y'all doing out there? Because if I go to, like, 140, my car starts shaking. <laughs> Maury, if you go if you go past 80, uh, your car starts shaking. Maury, <laughs> when you pull out of your parking spot, your car yeah. starts shaking because your car is in such terrible, terrible yeah. shape. Like, your car doesn't... You know, like, people always joke, oh, my God, your car sounds like a lawnmower. Your car doesn't sound like a lawnmower. Like, your car sounds like a weed eater. <laughs> Right. With the battery that's every almost time, dead. Every like, time I turn around the corner to get Roz in the morning, he always makes fun of the sound it makes. No, because like you, we'll be merging onto the the road, and we got to take a real tight on ramp. And Maury always has to gun it, and you just hear the the panic in Maury's voice where he goes, <gasps> and then you, you hear you hear his foot hit the floor. So it's like this: you hear his foot hit the floor, so it goes. And then you hear the car go. <laughs> like it's. <gasps> right? Like it doesn't sound like anything. It doesn't sound like a car. It sounds like something that is almost out of batteries. Right? You know, you know that sound? Uh, yeah. Like you had that toy He's when you were a kid. Like, yes, that's my car. Right? Yeah, you had that toy when you were a kid and you thought that you could get, you know, five more minutes of play with it, but it just sounded so sad like it was dying. That's your car. 
So yeah, I can't do 220. No, yeah, so no. she was doing a 215 and a 110. Oh, oh my god. That sucks. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I went to uh, BC this year and in the summer we went, did a road trip from BC to Manitoba and yeah. the driving speeds out there are like insane. Where? I've never in BC seen, like, or the trek yeah. between BC and Manitoba? No, like from BC and actually even into Alberta. It's like 110 is their main speed on like most roads. Yeah. No, and it's uh, not even like though, a highway. Not... Oh, really? No, it's like a main, like just two, one, like one way each way. Just like main their main roads, like going through the mountains and it's so windy and everything. And like, I'm, I'm 25. So I've been driving for a, at least a few years. And yeah. like, I was driving the majority of this trip and you go like a hundred and you pick up speed. Like my grandma was freaking out. She's like, why are you going 140? It's like 110 <laughs> here. I was like, I'm not even, my foot's not even on the gas and you're just picking up speed. So I can see exactly where that lady picked up. I don't know. To go 210 <laughs> kilometers though, that's fast. You have well, to know. I that's mean, not that's not picking up a little bit of speed and then noticing and being like, oh crap, I better slow down. Yeah. That is no, intentional. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to go 210 <laughs> kilometers an hour. 215. Or sorry, 215. Oh, 215. Yeah. Well, it was like, even like the turns and stuff, I don't even know how she made that without flying off the side of a mountain. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous there. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, no, that's you so intentionally... Fast. Wanted to go 215 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name? Sam. Sam, thank you so much. No worries. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Effie. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. How old are you, Effie? I am 27. So we'll read your uh, FML request. Uh, okay. Roz and Mocha, I feel trapped. My boyfriend gets too angry and sometimes aggressive during heated arguments. I'm not sure if counseling would help him or if he will even go. So first question before we get to anything else, is there any chance um, or has this ever turned physical? No, it hasn't, but um, I just wanted to make sure that maybe if it continues to get worse, maybe something could happen. I'm not sure. So you feel scared? Not so much scared, but more I'm I'm pretty precautious person. Because it, these are tough conversations and there's really two conversations. Mm-hmm. One, if you're living with somebody where you see sort of like a pattern of aggression, and that mm-hmm. is escalating where they don't understand where it comes from and could potentially turn violent. That's one conversation. The other conversation is my jerk boyfriend is a hothead, mm-hmm. right? There's two, those are two different ways that we can go with this. And I just want to make sure that we're not talking to somebody who is potentially in a, the early stages of something that's physical. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's more of the, the jerk boyfriend. Okay. The, okay. You, so you, you, <laughs> your jerk boyfriend's a hothead. So Effie, okay. how long have you guys been dating? Um, almost four years now. Almost four years. And when you fight, who brings it up? What are your fights about? How long do they last? It kind of, I guess, alternates with who brings up the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it, it seems that my boyfriend doesn't like to communicate well. So a lot of the times where the arguments escalate is because he doesn't want to talk things out, whereas I would want to talk things out. What do you want to talk out? Um, just like uh, how to like resolve this argument, for example. But what are you arguing about? Give us an example. What was the last fight you guys had? Okay, so something I can remember is uh, we, me and my boyfriend were supposed to go somewhere together, mm-hmm. and he's kind of uh, antisocial, which is fine. I, I um, but this uh, particular situation, he made the uh, promise of going, and he was kind of trying to get back out, back out of it. Mm-hmm. 
so I was getting upset and saying, you know, you got to come out to this event that you said you would come to. And he was getting angry and um, kind of not wanting to admit that he was wrong. But I think he knew that he was wrong for trying to get out of it. So you, you wanted him to do something that he didn't want to do. And he said yes, what it sounds like, to just get out of having another argument at the time. But then he regretted saying yes to going out with you and then tried to get out of it. And then it turned into a big fight? Yeah. Okay. When you, when you guys talk, how do you, how do you start these conversations? Uh, example would be... Um, if, say, for example, he doesn't want to talk about something, yeah. um, and then he would just be like, I don't want to talk, and he would raise his voice kind of thing, and then not answer anything, and just say, like, leave me alone kind of right. thing. Okay. But what are the things that he doesn't want to talk about? Um, <laughs> say, for example, the give me a reason why you don't want to go to this event, and if you can explain that to me properly, maybe I could understand more. But he just doesn't want to give a reason sometimes. Okay, but so, so let me flip this around here. So you know yeah. that he doesn't want to go to this thing, right? Yeah. Okay, you knew that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so why did you ask him to go with you? Well, this was sort of a... Um, I know that usually, like, throughout the four years that we've been dating, I don't really ask him to go to much things, but I thought maybe we should compromise for some events. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I kind of asked him at the beginning, would you want to go? Like, this would be really important to me, and he agreed at that time. So okay. I guess his heart was in the right place. Yeah, guys don't like it when you when you say to them, hey, we have to talk. Because all, the only thing they hear is, I need to lecture you about something right now. Yeah, I think that's what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and oftentimes when guys don't want to talk about stuff is because the person that they're talking to has already made the decision for them. So their opinion doesn't mm-hmm. matter at that point, mm-hmm. right? You know, a, a lot of these conversations are you telling them how he should feel about something or you starting a conversation uh, expecting one answer and you won't settle for anything else. I'm not saying that that's what happens, but most times when people fly off the handle, whether they're a man or a woman, it's one, because they feel threatened, two, they feel not listened to, uh, or three, that their opinion in that particular situation and relationship really doesn't matter anyway. Now, after he flies off the handle and is aggressive and yells and whatever, does he acknowledge that that happened or is he completely oblivious to it and indifferent to the fact that he just flew off the handle? Um, Yeah, after a while, like not right away, maybe after 10 minutes or whenever he cools down. So he knows. Yeah. He's aware. mm -hmm. And he, he also agrees that he wants to control his anger a little bit better. So we were thinking about counseling and that kind of thing um do you love him and yeah i do yeah he loves you yeah do you see a future with him yeah i do then you do do you do when he flies off the handle like this do you say stuff like i don't know how much longer i can do this for do you say stuff like that sometimes okay. yes yeah. see, so you can't do aggression with aggression okay right what what you did okay is as he feels the same way with you saying that thing that you feel when he flies off the handle right you can't okay. hit you can't hit aggression with aggression okay mm-hmm. as a couple the thing that you guys have to do is tell each other the truth all the time the other thing you have to do is if you both acknowledge that there's a problem okay then you yeah. have to work together to fix the problem how would you say like for how you were saying before that he might feel threatened or that his opinions don't matter. How would you talk to a guy then um, and make him feel that his opinions do matter? Well, one, make sure his opinions do matter in your, in your world. Mm -hmm. They do. You can't ask somebody how they feel about something and then dismiss their feelings. Okay. okay? And you have to be involved in, and I would say this, whether it was the roles were reversed with you, you with genders or sex, whatever, I would say the same Mm -hmm. thing, which is you guys have to fix this yourselves. You have, 
have to show an interest in him wanting to not do this anymore. Obviously, he doesn't want to fly off the handle, right? So, yeah. so your position at that point can't be, I'm going to go sit over here and wait for you to cool down. And then once you've cooled down, then maybe we can have this conversation together. It can't work like that, okay? Yeah. You need to be an active participant in making sure that this doesn't happen again by figuring out why it happens. Yeah, that makes sense. And I will say this, my one rule that I have about fighting or arguing is you have to make sure that you only argue over that one thing, okay? So if you guys are arguing about going out to this event that you really wanted and he's trying to back out, if that is the fight, and then you also have to have a conversation about who's getting the snow tires put on tomorrow... You can't also fight about that. Yeah, okay. Thanks so much. All right, All right girl. Well, thanks for listening. Hey. Go pick a fight with him tonight and try some of these tactics. Yeah. Wow. wow. All right, kidding. I'll let you know how it goes. Don't, don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Hey, I got to play you this clip of uh, two guys who were at a darts championship that accused each other of farting to throw the other guy off. What? So if you ever watch darts, do you watch darts at all? Am I alone on this? Nah, sometimes if it's on TV. Like, I mean, I don't sit there and watch like a full match. No? No, but okay. like I'll watch maybe like 60 seconds just to see see the throw. Because right. I'm like really impressed if they can get right in the reds. It's very fast paced. So one guy, one guy stands there and then he chucks a dart and then he immediately walks off the podium and then the other guy's standing right there and then he chucks a dart and it's just this super fast rotation, right? Yeah. Of just throwing darts, throwing darts, throwing darts. Like there's no time to mess around. They're not standing there you know, chit-chatting and having a beer and everything else. Sure. It's like, it's, it's a consistent revolving sort of rotation of just these two guys throwing darts. And so they share the podium with each other. And controversy erupted at the Grand Slam of Darts in England on Thursday when 47-year-old Gary Anderson of Scotland beat 34-year-old Wesley Harms of the Netherlands to progress to the quarterfinals. Now, after the match, Wesley accused Gary of distracting him and throwing him off his game by farting on the podium. (laughs) Oh, no, and then he probably crop dusted. (laughs) Okay, so here's the reporter asking Gary about that. Just spoke to Wesley, and besides that he said you were a class player, and, and you let him alive in the first session, he said that it was smelly on the stage. <laughs> I thought Wesley had farted on stage, did he? No. He, he, well, I think he thinks you did it. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It was a stink. I thought it was him. And he started playing better, but he must have needed to get some wind out. Yeah. And he thought it was you. No, no. Hands up. I swear on my kid's life. So help me God. Nothing crossed. But it was smelly anyway. It was smelly. Usually if I fart on stage, I myself. You know that, because I've told you in a documentary. Ain't scared to... If, if I'd farted it smelled like that, I'd put my hands up and go, oh, sorry, I need to get off. So who was it then? Well, don't tell me. You've got our three boys up there. So... No, it definitely came from, It was table side. And it was. It was eggs. Rotten eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Not from you. Not from me. And every time we walked past, it was a waft of rotten eggs. So that's why I was thinking it was something. Man, they spent a full minute talking about talking about a potential fart as a distraction for this dark as, game. As a, distra- as a distraction. I know. But they take it so seriously, too. Yeah, of course. You that's have to. What, that, you have to. And I, I love that they take darts so seriously. That's the thing that I love. Because darts is normally one of those things that you just do while you're hammered. Sure. Right? Like, yeah. It's just what you do when you're drunk. We had a dartboard in the basement. At my house growing up. And we had the dartboard. Oof, geez. I'm going to say we had the dartboard 
maybe in the house for less than a month before one of my friends got stuck with a dart. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, intentionally. Intentionally. <gasps> Where? In the... Where did he get like stuck? Like in the back? Like, yeah, it was like in the shoulder, in the shoulder? like shoulder, Ooh. chesty area kind of thing, right? Yeah. And to me, that is when your life of darts sort of starts to dwindle, right? Once you've played it, you've won a game, and you watched another guy get hit in the arm with a dart, that's when your interest in darts is supposed <laughs> to go away. Yeah. I don't know how you then fall in love with it to turn pro. Like, I don't know how you get to that level of where you're still with darts. Because I think you feel that you've seen it all. Once you've won a match and watch a guy get hit in the shoulder with a dart, I'm like, okay, I'm good now. Yeah, but it's like, once you win that match, it's like, I got to win another match. Right. And another match. <laughs> and another match. I know, but nobody gets hit when you're pro. Right. The fun of darts is... <laughs> the only thing you get hit with is a fart. Right. Potentially, right? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I'm just going through this study here. That uh, spending too much time on social media sites like Facebook. Facebook always like bears the brunt of all these studies, huh? No. Uh, is making people more than just miserable, may also making them depressed. A new Why? study conducted by psychologists at the University of Pennsylvania has shown that for the first time, a casual link between time spent on social media and depression and loneliness, the researchers said. Damn. Is it because you're seeing other people together at clubs doing things and you're sitting on the couch looking at clubs? clubs. Yeah. <laughs> it concluded that those who drastically cut back their use of sites like Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat often saw a marked improvement in their mood and how they felt about their own lives. The study was called No More FOMO. Limiting social media decreases loneliness and depression. The results were that uh, those who cut back on social media saw, quote, clinically significant falls in depression and in loneliness over the course of the study. Makes perfect sense to me. I'm addicted to Instagram. Are you? Yeah. I use that screen time feature on my phone. Oh, you do? Do you use that, Maury? No, I don't have the new phone. Just to see um, where all of my time on my device is being spent. Yeah. And the clear leader is Instagram. Well, the problem is in households where on a weekend, if you wake up next to each other because you don't work or whatever on a weekend, and the first thing that your partner does is start scrolling through Instagram and the argument ensues, oh, you're going to look at Instagram before you say good morning? Right. So, for example, last week, or sorry, in the last seven days? Yeah. So between last Monday and today, yeah. I spent five hours and 19 minutes on Instagram. Really? Yeah. That's almost a whole work day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you spent one work day on Insta. I did. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, this morning alone, I spent 11 minutes and 14 seconds on Instagram. Really? But what are you doing on Instagram Just for scrolling. so long? Scrolling so like, through what? So like when I'm brushing my teeth in the yeah. morning. You scroll while brushing? Yeah. Wow. That's I will a just see like what else is going in, right? See, like, no, but that's what a, people you, are up to, and like, no, news stories problem, and stuff right? like that. But do you, oh, yeah, for but sure. Do you feel like, do you think that if you were to cut back, mm-hmm. that you would benefit from cutting back? Um, I don't know, maybe. Like, I'm not on my phone when <laughs> we're sitting down at the dinner table. Does Instagram make you feel bad? Oh, God, no. No, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, yeah, yes, if you're asking. Maury, yeah. does Instagram make you feel bad? Yes. It does. Why, so, what so about you, Instagram makes you feel bad, though? There are two things that make me feel bad. It's seeing people that I know 
having a better time than I am in that moment. Right. Or when you post something and you look at who liked it and you're like, well, why didn't that person like it? Or why didn't this person like it? Right, yeah. So oh, you're geez. one of the people that they're talking about in this study. That Usually can, that can, I'm the people they're talking about in a study. Yeah, that could really benefit benefit from this. And I don't know what the, I, like, and I don't know what cutting down looks like. Like, I don't know when you say I'm going to cut down like well, how do, I don't, well, I've gotten much better at, at nighttime. For, the yeah. phone stays in the kitchen while I'm in the bedroom. Right. And if we're having dinner or whatever, you know, we'll put the phone somewhere else. Like yeah. I've, I've gotten a lot better at not having it always with me. Right. Like Roxy now, my kid uh, has started to like if we're in the middle of something and she's like, hey, you want to watch a show with me? And I'm like, yeah, cool. She's if I have my phone in my hand, she will just casually sort of walk over, not snatch it, but just slight, yeah. like lightly remove it out of my hands and put her face down on the table. Yeah. Wow. Right. But sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't because she did it the other day. And I'm like, I'm ordering you the pizza that you just asked for yeah. <laughs> right now. Like, give me a minute. I get yeah. I have my phone. Right. But kid, like they know more than we do. Like they know, like I can, and I felt so bad because there was one day where we were all sitting there watching a movie and I, and I watched Roxy and she was watching the, she was watching the movie and then she looked over at me and at that exact moment, I had just picked up my phone to check it and Catherine was on her other side and she had just picked up her phone to check it. And Roxy sort of looked and, and, and saw us both on our phones oh no. when we were only on our phones literally for two seconds. Sure. Right? But it was in that moment. It was in that moment. And then that's when she grabbed my phone and put it on the table and reached oh. over and grabbed Catherine's phone and put it on the table. But just so I felt, I felt bad. So, you know, in, in that sort of sense like do i feel better when i'm not using i guess it was social media that i was checking because what else would i be doing um but i, I you do feel better but it's, it's i wasn't on social media because i feel i'm missing out on something yeah i just it's i just find it like maintenance and yeah. i don't i'm not even that active on social media but even still in that moment i was like man i really didn't need to be doing that and i did feel better yeah. when the phone was taken away from me but i don't think self-policing where i don't think maury that you're very capable of self-policing because you do track likes and it oh, does yeah. affect your mood uh, you track oh, yeah. you track who unfollows you well yeah. when i go to visit my family uh my dad's place or whatever there are strict rules in that house like if we're at the dinner table or whatever yeah. my dad will legit get angry if my brothers daniel and kyle start looking at their phone right. and stuff like he will get angry but more you are the only person in my life you're the only person i have ever met where if you post something on social and i don't like it you forward me that post in a text oh to God. remind me that you posted something Moore on social media. Moore does the exact media. same thing to me. Well, because you I are know the only person I've ever met in the entire world that does that. Because you guys seeing myself mean something to me. Right. It's not like a, hey, look at me. I'm like, if I, if I no, know Razamoka hey, saw me. it. <laughs> it is, no, hey, look no, at but me. No, but I know if Razamoka see it, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Right, which is, hey, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There's a small town in Alaska. On Sunday, the sun set at night. Yeah. And it will remain dark. Oh, no. It's in not. Alaska <laughs> until the sun rises again, January 23rd. <laughs> God, those poor people. Jeez. So they got like nine weeks of darkness. God. That has to be one of those places that the government pays you to go and live, right? Has to be. Because we do that here. Like, I think that when you go, when you decide to go to like places like way north Saskatchewan and stuff like that, I think that they will actually give you all sorts of subsidies to go and live there and, you know, start a business and do all that stuff. Like, they have to pay you to yeah. live there. So if you get pissed off now when it feels like minus 20 outside or the fact that the sun goes down at around 445, yeah. just think about these people in 
this small city in Alaska where the sun set on Sunday night. Yeah. And it won't rise again until January 23rd. Go crazy. Um, the other way around, then does that mean they get sun after January for a long period of time? No, in the summer, they do go through these long stretches of where there's no Like, how no does this work? Because like the, the earth turns a certain way, that, but does it dip a little bit for them? Like, I don't understand how that works. Yeah, exactly. Nailed yep. it. You just, <laughs> science. Yep. Like, it, just a little boop. Yep. yep. A little boop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So, Roz, you and I have been on the show for uh, nine years now. Yeah. And we got a text from someone who wants us to explain the origin of something. Okay. That happens on the show. Okay. Good morning, Zahar speaking. Yo, yo, it's Ron Zamoka. How are you? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. Uh, so we got your text. Zahar, how long have you been listening to the Ron Zamoka show for? Uh, my girlfriend introduced me to your show about three or three and a half years ago. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. So Roz and I, as we were just saying, uh, we've been doing this show for uh, just over nine years now. Right. So Zahar, can you ask Roz what it was that you, the question <laughs> that you texted to us just now? So you guys, I hear the clip every now and then about Roz being a smooth, cool dude. Oh. And it's hilarious, but I have no idea why that is. So there was one day. <laughs> no, no, let me, at least allow me because you're going to make me sound even more foolish. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> people call in all the time. And Mocha always says, hey, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? And they'll either pick Roz or Mocha. Most times they pick Mocha. If they pick Mocha, I never really sort of defend or start quizzing the person as to why. I don't take it personally. It hurts, but I don't let it get to me. When somebody says Roz, okay, Mocha goes at them like he's part of the NSA, right? He needs to know exactly why this happened. And so there was one day, week, couple of weeks where Mocha was on a tear where every single person who called in and Mocha said, hey, between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? It was Mocha, 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 Mocha for like two weeks. And then I got a little bit pissy about it, a little upset about it. And then somebody <laughs> called in to try and tell me that they were my favorite. And then they said I was their favorite and they should have just left it at that. And what happened was is Mocha said why. And the woman said, because Roz is just a smooth, cool dude. <laughs> And as soon as she said those words, as soon as she said those words, I could see Mocha prepared to use the term smooth, cool dude for the rest of our time together of our lives. It's true. And now it's to the point of where even if I post something on Instagram with my kid, the comments will be like smooth, cool dad yeah. or, you know, I'll, just smooth, cool, everything, smooth, really cool, everything. <laughs> And, and and there's and I'm and it will never go away. It's one of those things I've now accepted. Smooth, cool, whatever, and uh, and it'll never go away. You know, that's a smooth, cool attitude yeah, to have. Thanks, thank you. <laughs> it is. I'm glad to bring it all back to life. Uh, right. Zahar, thank you very much for your text. Thank you for listening to the Raz and Moga show. Uh, much love to your girl for introducing the show to you as well. And before we let you go, Zahar, between Raz and Moga, who's your favorite? It's gonna have to be Raz, my friend. And and why is that, Zahar? <laughs> Because <laughs> he's one smooth, cool dude. <laughs> you guys. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. We got to make a phone call to Stephanie, who texted just now. Uh-oh.
in her text message, uh, Stephanie said she just started listening to our podcast last week. Oh, no. We got like 54 episodes. I think she said she was on uh, episode 13. Hello. Stephanie, it's Ronza Mocha. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. What's going on? I'm just at work. Oh, what don't do you do for a living? You answer the phone like we call you all the time. <laughs> you know why? Because my mom always calls me unknown, so I thought it was my mom. Oh. <laughs> Wait, why is your mom always calling you at work? Just to see how I'm going, like, how it's going. <laughs> oh, really? Like, how many times in a day does your mom call? Like, once a day. Oh, okay. And then you're yeah. like, Mom, I'm working, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for a living, Stephanie? I actually work at Lowe's corporate office. Oh, nice. I like Lowe's. Yeah. Oh, are you going to survive the, uh, all the, uh, the massive cuts that are happening? Uh, no, actually, we're closing as of June. Oh. oh, shoot. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's all good. Uh, but on a happier note, you've been listening to the Razamoga Show podcast. Yes, I have. Uh, did you know that we had a podcast before you started listening last week? I didn't. I was wondering how I can listen to your shows. I was YouTubing them. Uh-huh. And then I found out you guys had the podcast. I started listening. Yeah, we got like 54 episodes. Yeah, I'm going to listen to all of them. So how deep are you into the podcast now? Um, the episode I just listened to was you guys doing the tug of war challenge. Oh my God, that's like way early. That's like last yeah. year. Yeah, it's actually like 20, the first episode in 2018 maybe or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. And are you enjoying it? Do you have any questions? Uh, no, I was just dying of laughter about the Mori buying the twine. Oh, yeah. So that's when... Just so you know, she's talking about Maury and Mocha wanted to tug a war, and Maury was in charge of buying the the rope or, or sourcing out a rope. And what he brought in was like hardware store twine, and so it wasn't tug of war; it was tug of twine. And <laughs> they both strapped in and went for it, and the rope snapped immediately, and Maury hit the deck. That was great. Well, yeah. listen, you have so many more episodes to go through, and like a lot more. Like, just dumb stuff that happens on the show <laughs> to experience. So if you ever have any questions uh, about the podcast or about our show, uh, feel free to ask, okay? Awesome. You guys are great. No, we just wanted to great. say uh, thank you for listening and thank you for your text. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Hold on. Avi, uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Mocha. Oh. <laughs> <Jeez>. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Chalk that up for another win for Mocha. Jeez. All right, Stephanie. Love you lots. Take care. Love you too. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. See this? These stupid questions that they ask people. Who's they? Like a you know, like a would you rather? You know, oh. like you know that game that okay. they do. I love would you rather? Or would you ever? I guess. Okay. So they they did a survey and ten thousand dollars was up for grabs. Let's just say hypothetically speaking. And they asked people a series of questions of what they would do for things like ten thousand dollars. What they'd be willing to do or give up for things like one thousand dollars. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um, would you have a cold for an entire year for 10 grand? No. Yes. <laughs> what? You're getting 10 grand. So you have the sniffles. Deal with it. 11% of people said that they would. They would live a year with a, a cold. You get a new couch. For 10 grand. I don't need a new couch. Uh, 8% said that they would do it for $1,000. For a year? Yep. Be um, sick, get a cold yeah. for a year for yeah. a grand? Yeah, but $1,000 is gone in a week and you still have a cold. And another 8% that they would say that they would live a full year with a cold for getting half off a television. Oh my God. You can get TVs off are a- so cheap now though. Would you go blind for a month for ten grand? No. Look, I'm already thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would. Ten yeah. grand. Yeah. Seven, 7% of people said that they would. 5% of people said that they would do it for a thousand. 
And 4% of people said that they would go blind for a full month to get half off a television. Oh, come on. A television. You can't <laughs> okay. see the TV. Lord, like, you would really, for a month, for ten grand? Yeah. $10,000. Yeah, but you would still have to perform your everyday work duties No, you could, you could go on, you can get disability for that month. Temporary blindness. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still couldn't do it. Uh, would you give out, would you give away your pet for ten grand? Oh, no way. No. Okay, 10% of people said that they would. They would. Nine percent give out my dog. 9% of people said that they would do it for 1000 A 1000 And 7% of people polled that said that they would give away their pet to get half off a television. Like give away your pet forever or forever. just for a month? Would you give away your pet? Oh, my God. Okay. No, come on, people. Uh, would you live alone on a desert island for a week for ten grand? Yes. Ooh, alone for one alone week. This is your dream come true, Roz, to be alone on an island. <sighs> but then I gotta survive. I yes, gotta exactly shelter. Doesn't sound easy. Yeah, Food. They didn't bugs. say you can't bring anything with you. I assume when they say alone, that means like you can't. Not anyone, yeah. anything. You could still bring some canned ravioli well, no, or whatever. Let's just assume you can't. Oh well, there's yeah. Well, it's not like Tom You're Hanks, Castaway. You're living alone on an island. Yeah, I'd still for do it for you. Yeah. No. 15%. You wouldn't survive a day, Maury. No, you wouldn't. You would cry. You would just start crying. You would realize you yeah. were alone and had nothing, and you would just start crying, and then you would just see all the fantastic opportunities for selfies and not be able to take <laughs> them, and you'd realize all the likes you were missing out on. Yeah, but that's a great way to pass time. Uh, 9% said that they would do it for $1,000, and 6% said that they would do it to get half off a new TV. And finally... <laughs> yeah, fin- y'all really want this TV bad, huh? <laughs> finally, would you go to jail for a year for 10 no, grand? No! 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 I've seen too many shows about the guanins of jail. <laughs> I am... No. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Absolutely not. And no, Maury, no. you're not allowed to sneak in food in your prison wallet. Like ravioli. Right. <laughs> You didn't I mean, even I answer know, that I question. I watched Oz, and it made you know the mail prison system wow, look kind of good. No, no, it doesn't at all. Three percent said that they'd go to jail for ten grand. Two percent said that they would do it for a thousand dollars, and another two percent said that they would go to jail for a year to get half off a new TV. who did the survey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. DC still trying with these movies, huh? Why? What's next? Well, we know that there's like two Joker movies. Yeah. Neither have anything to do with one another. Right. There's the Joaquin Phoenix standalone Joker origin story. Mm-hmm. And then there's the... Are they still doing the Jared Leto one? I don't know. I or think, did they drop that one? I think, maybe. And now they're doing... We found out a while ago that they're doing the Harley Quinn mm-hmm. starring Margot mm-hmm. Robbie. But I didn't know, and this is where the confusion comes into play... Are they doing a standalone? Is it just Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn, the character, like her kind of origin? Or is it after Justice League? Or is it Harley Quinn with a bunch of female villains? I think originally it was Gotham City Sirens. So it was all the female villains together. I think so. I'm not sure. Because yesterday, uh, Warner put out and Margot Robbie put out a picture of the script. And just the cover of the script, and it says Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And then there's uh, lipstick kiss marks Hmm. on there. And people were trying to speculate as to whether or not that's going to be the actual title. Hmm. But Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, starring Margot Robbie. 
Interesting. I didn't mind the Harley Quinn character. I mean, I, Suicide Squad was a, just a mess. I still haven't seen it. It's a mess. It's a it huge so mess. It's yeah. a mess. Yeah, yeah. And they messed up real bad with Suicide Squad because in order to make Suicide Squad believable, they, they went full out with their big bad in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the big bad was hell-bent on destroying the world. And if the Suicide Squad didn't take down the big bad, it would have been just global destruction. You got to dial it back on the big bad in a movie like Suicide Squad because if the big bad was actually that devastating, Superman and Batman would have shown up. Mm-hmm. Right, so you have to make it a believable. And they don't, no, they don't. Oh. You have to make it a believable spoiler bad. Alert. You have to make it a believable bad guy yeah. that they would be fighting, and where there wouldn't be any interference from Wonder Woman or Superman or Batman. That this is a job for Suicide Squad. Well, now we have the official title for the new uh, Margot Robbie DC Harley Quinn movie. Huh. Again, it's Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn in theaters Feb seventh of twenty twenty. Hmm. 2020 of 2020 Feb 7th the Roz and Mocha show podcast holiday burnout I'm reading an article about holiday burnout right now going through the list of things that people say burn them out the most oh I thought it was like a new weed thing (laughs) called holiday burnout yeah like it's like a new like there's this new fad it's called the holiday burnout and it takes uh, takes place on like December 23rd yeah we all get together and close all the doors and windows in the sleigh and just get high (laughs) 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 don't even worry about it hot boxing around the Christmas tree yeah (laughs) big red sack (laughs) (laughs) so some of the things that people say burn them out the most and the fastest when yeah. it comes to the holidays. And I didn't actually mind that because it, it really felt like everything started a little earlier this year. And I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't bother me this year the way that it has in past years where I felt stressed out or I felt whatever. Sure. I was just like, bring it on, baby. They had the holiday Rice Krispies in the stores in October. Yeah, I'm cool. And I was cool with that this year for some weird reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because everything was just so crap. All you know the news who I blame? Crap. All the people are crap. Everything's all crap. Costco. Nothing against Costco, yeah. but Costco is notorious for putting out, uh, whether it's Valentine's Day or uh, snowsuits or Halloween decorations, or in this case, uh, Christmas-related items, yeah. mad early. Like Christmas stuff I saw in Costco before or around the time of Halloween. Same at the dollar yeah. store. Yeah. And the dollar but store. I the dollar store. Yeah, but I, I, well. yeah, I haven't been to Costco. I should go to Costco. Uh, so some of the things, what do you get stressed out over? If you're going to get burnt out over the holidays, yeah. what's, what's going to burn you out? Parking. Oh, number one is definitely the mall. Is going to the mall and like just having an obscene amount of people in my way. Okay, so hold on here. So Mocha, you just summed up one, two, three, and four. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Number one on the list is shopping. Number two on the list is crowds. Number three on the list is long lines. And number four on the list is buying presents. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner over here. Okay, so we'll go down to five then. Uh, Cooking. Yeah. That doesn't stress me out. That is what takes away all the stress from one, two, three, and four for me. I love the cooking part. Uh, Figuring out what to buy people. To me, this should be way higher on the list. Yeah. Oh, God. It's tough. And I, it really and is. I'm really hard to buy for because I don't want anything, right? Ooh, like yeah. my mother-in-law is a real hell of a time trying to find me something to, to get me as a gift, even whether it's for my birthday or anything else. I'm really difficult to, to, to buy you know for. What? I, like, what, like, you ask me what I want. I'm like, uh, there's a new attachment for my uh, chainsaw that I'd like to get, a new cover. Yeah. But that, nobody's going to buy you that as a gift. No. You might so as well they, just buy it yourself. So they want to buy you a sweater. 
right? right. Which sort is of that fu- you're never going to wear. Right, which is fine. Maybe once. But I'm probably going to wear it to use the chainsaw. <laughs> 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 right. I'm constantly hearing holiday music is on that list. That That's doesn't calming bother me. to me. It's calming to you more. Very calming. Yeah. Uh, the pressure of making a Christmas special for people. Wow, that is a real cynical way to think about it. Yeah. Uh, nonstop holiday commercials on TV. Again, relaxing. And uh, at number ten on the list with thirty four percent wrapping presents. Oh, I I oh, can't even I, do that. I I refuse to. I don't know how right. to wrap presents. Really? Matthew does. I like that. it actually. I you actually do, find huh? it, yeah. I actually I find like it super gifts. sexy watching my husband wrap presents. You find somebody wrapping Christmas presents to be sexy? Yeah, I find it really because I'm like you're wrapping gifts. Okay, hold Does on. It get any hotter? Okay, what else do you find sexy that Matthew will do? Because I need to know where wrapping Christmas presents falls in that on spectrum. That Vacuuming. Okay. So is vacuuming above or below wrapping Christmas presents? Below, but the hottest is when he's cooking. Okay, so cooking is number one sexiest thing your husband can do. That's right. Number two would be... Washing dishes. Washing dishes. Number three would be... Wrapping presents. Wrapping presents. Number four would be... The vacuuming. The vacuuming. So basically, I'm getting that what you find hottest about your husband is that he's also your mother. That is super weird, bro. <laughs> super Ross weird. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Oh, Fabian, what's going on, dude? No, I'm like somebody called uh, Christmas Burno. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. When we, when we said Christmas burnout, we weren't talking about you. Oh, oh, I thought you were calling me out, so I thought I'd call, you know? No. No. <laughs> like, you know when you get burned out from the holidays? Yeah, yeah, I get burned out every day. No, not that kind even of not, burned out, man. Not even, weed. I, even, more, even more on the holidays. No. Uh, <laughs> Not everything is about weed. It's just like gay guys think everybody's gay. Weed guys think everything is about weed. Um, just me, man. Everybody's not gay, Maury. Fabian, question, because you, uh, you, you are a weed head, yeah. and you actually do know a lot about weed. Um, do you have a special strain of weed or like a special <laughs> joint that you will wait to smoke around the holidays? On a real, it's usually what I like. I got to see what I have on, on, on shelves. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever is usually the prettiest looking and the highest THC, that's what I would say. Oh. I would say for like Christmas Eve, I would say for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Jeez. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just got to see what, what I have available. Because like I always have like at least three strains available, four strains available. So I got to pick between which one's the prettiest, the, the highest THC, and then I say that one. Here, let me just, I'm looking at uh, the top Christmas strains of weed. <laughs> uh, there's something called... Uh, White Widow. Yeah, White Widow's old school, man. Okay. That's like uh, from back in the day. Northern Light. Northern Lights, yeah. Uh, something called Sour, Sour Diesel. Is that a weed? Sour Diesel. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Look at me. I know my yeah, stuff. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah, look, sure. at me. <laughs> look at me talking about weed with the weed <laughs> guy. <laughs> you guys are good, though. Everybody's good. Hell yeah, yeah, man. Everything's Everything great. That's yeah. Good, That's good. That's good. I haven't called in a while. I just text you guys lately. That's all. That's okay. Yeah. We appreciate it. Well, I love you guys, man. Have a good one, eh? You too. Take care, man. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I went and did that uh, Star Wars VR at the rec room last night. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Did you not know about this? No. No, neither did I. My brother told me. Hold on. What is this? My brother 
and a couple of his nerd friends were like, hey, we're going to go do the Star Wars VR down at the rec room. And I haven't even been to the rec room yet. Okay. But it's it's the void is what they call it. It's the Where they had the Ghostbusters one as well, the oh, Ghostbusters yeah. VR. So now it's Star Wars VR. And I think they're doing Wreck-It Ralph today. So <gasps> that one starts. And apparently oh that's the best one. Um, but you go you in. It's awesome, man. It's like. What do you do? What do you do? So you go in and you put the gear on, first of all. And so you put the vest on. You, yeah. and you feel real macho too because yeah. it like, looks like a bulletproof vest and stuff, right? Totally. Like some sort of ca- ca- combat. Gear. Like Han Solo? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you put the stupid VR helmet on. It makes you feel weak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I yeah. got really bad eyes, uh-huh. right? <laughs> it's um, like you're wearing blue blockers. <laughs> exactly. Like you're 90. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I feel tough, and then I and then I don't feel tough. And the helmet doesn't fit right because my head's so big and my eyes are so wide set. I'm like a goat, right? And I can't adjust them to go wide enough on me. It's a whole thing. Wait, that, your eyes are the VR goggles? No, my oh. eyes because my head is so large that mm-hmm. it, you don't think that my eyes are wide set, but they actually are. Like my eyes are far more wide than most people's eyes are. Like a fish? L- like, yeah, like a goat, right? <laughs> like they just sit at the sides. And so when I have to put the goggles on, I have I always have a hard time with like VR goggles and stuff because I need like the I need like an extra an extra notch of adjustments yeah. which they don't make right because of like nobody's eyes are that far until they apart. hear this yeah uh, so they strap you in and then you first of all you watch like a message and it's the guy from uh, Rogue One Diego Luna. Uh-huh. who is all in his full like regular gear and he tells you what your mission is he's like we got to steal this and we got to steal this and go 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 and then things start blowing up and you're like okay cool and then so you uh, you get all VR'd out and then you walk through this room and you're like you're a stormtrooper and you're yeah. all stormtroopers so the four of us were stormtroopers and then we're sort of like walking through and I'm, I'm super tall so they can tell which one's me Yeah. and so we're walking through and then you find your blaster and then you just got to start like wrecking stuff. Wait, but and, when you say you're walking through, yeah, like, in the game, yeah, I know in the game you're walking through, but in real life, in the outfit and the VR goggles on, yeah, you're standing in one place. No, you're walking, baby. You're actually walking through like yes. a path. Yes, you're walking. Like run, you, running down a hallway, like in Star Wars, firing your blaster at stormtroopers. So, like in this room, you would walk from this wall to that wall. Yes, but how do you know? Like you're not going to hit. It's all mapped out. Like okay, there's like it's. I'm telling you, it's all mapped out. And how then do at you one know point, you're not going to like exactly. run into the next person beside you or whatever? Because you can see them. There's stormtrooper in the room with you. Oh yeah, I guess right. Okay, so and then you're like you you run through and then you have to get on this thing and you go to this planet and there's like lava and it it looks like hell, right? Oh, but from the one where Vader, I guess maybe something like that. Yeah, but you're out Part on three. this. Yeah, and they open the door and then all you feel is like extreme heat hit you in the face. Yeah, like they have heaters in there that like blow heat at you like it's so weird right and i start getting a little queasy because i'm like i don't want to take the first step in case this thing goes i don't want to be that first stormtrooper that dies yeah so i send my brother out <laughs> right <laughs> go check it out bro it's totally safe. <laughs> i let him go first and then you get blasters and then you just start like you start fighting like yeah. it's awesome like it's so it's so great and you look down at your hand and like you're holding a stormtrooper blaster like in your hand and you're firing it and it makes a Star Wars sound. And like you're looking across a massive, you know, room that looks like a Star Wars room and you're like taking out stormtroopers. Like it's all really? just awesome. Like it's it's almost a dream come true. Uh, do you see Vader at all? I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. You, but did, you what? Just, just said you weren't going to spoil anything. Well, no, but I, what did you ask me? If you saw Vader. Yeah, you do. 
Thanks, I guess. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, Rob Mocha It's Reese. What up, Reese? How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Doing good. Thank you. Um, I was just calling to ask if you guys could play Science with Maury. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want Science with Maury, huh? Yep. What is it about Science with Maury that you really like? Maury's terrible at science questions. Oh, mm, right. True. Okay. Well, yes. uh, is there any uh, particular area of science you would like us to focus on? Geography. Oh, so geography with Maury. Yeah. Okay. Geography is always fun. We get a lot of questions from Maury. To do science geography. is more, Reese, science is more like why is every snowflake different? Like that's science. Okay. Why is every snowflake different then, Maury? Okay. So my theory is, is that the clouds. No, when but, the, but not theory because science is an exact. Science <laughs> is not. Sti- science is all about theory. Science. Don't you know anything about science, Marco? <laughs> Yeah, Maury Reese is right. It's all facts. So go on. Okay, so when the when the snow is going through the clouds, yeah. as it pushes its way through the cloud material, pause for one that's second. what forms... Pause, pause for one second. I have a question for you. It's like you. a hole punch. So you said that when the snow is going through the clouds, so where is the snow before it gets to the clouds? No, it's in the clouds. So it's like... It it's, forms in the clouds? It's like creating itself no. in the clouds, right? Okay. So when the lower earthy part of the world is colder er, than so the upper earth. earthy part... So the earth, yeah. yeah okay. It's more... Yeah. It creates snow inside the clouds where normally rain is just sitting like pooling no, at the but, top but, of your but toilet. You're, you're, no. you're hey, sh- explaining. Reese, come on. Don't you know how this works? You gotta be quiet, man. You're explaining snow, but you're not explaining why every snowflake is different. That's as what I'm you getting to. Stated. So oh, while right, it's sorry. in the the, the, the cloud yeah. that is like the top of your toilet, when it the snow is weighted and it finally comes through, mm-hmm. it seeps through the lower end of the cloud, pushing its way through, and all of the different I guess, um, secretions of the cloud that it comes through, mm-hmm. that's what creates the shapes. But why are they different? Because they're, because all the different parts of the cloud are shaped differently. So as it's like, right. then it creates the shapes. Right. After it's secreted. Yeah. Yeah. Is he, is he right, Reese? No. No. <laughs> the water is in the clouds, and when the water comes down, the snowflakes form. Because nah, it's not. a cool temperature. Maury, Maury thinks you're wrong. How old are you, Reese? Ten. Ten. Yeah, see, that's why I would know more. I'm 40. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. Maury, you have proved that wrong over and over Every and over again. Every single day of your life. So, you ready for science with Maury? Bring on the more questions. We just did, Maury. We just did. <laughs> Thank you, Reese. No problem. Have a good day. You too. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Ah, I love doing this for the podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yes. Are you ready? Let's yes. do the news! A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, Frankie Munez's cat apparently turned on the faucet when he was gone and flooded his entire house. What? Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm. Uh, let me read you this. Frankie Muniz's house was decimated. No, it wasn't decimated. Let me, I'll get to decimated after this. I don't okay. know why somebody writes that. Uh, by flood this week. And it happened because his cat accidentally turned on the sink while he was out of the country. Frankie says, accidentally? Because cats sometimes do that, right? They just like slap things. And- yes, cats. Some, some cats know to turn the faucet on if they're thirsty. But they just don't turn yeah. it off because they're rude, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> So he says, I arrived home to find 
four floors of my five-story brownstone home under three feet of water. Oh, no. Everything I own destroyed. Every wall, piece of artwork, personal photo, furniture, all because my cat accidentally turned on the sink a few days ago while I was gone. I'm devastated and exhausted from a tough week. Uh, Also, his cats lived. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they did. Freaking just swimming. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Explain to me what in the hell a Takashi 6ix9ine is. Oh, rapper from New York. Okay. Um, has an unbelievable amount of fans. Like every single show this guy plays, it gets sold out. I'm going to play, here's a clip of uh, one of his songs with Nicki Minaj. Anyway, he's got okay. fans. I'll tell you that. Okay. I can't he's got fans. Um, so the way I understand it is that there are musicians who then make bad decisions and get in trouble with the law. And then there are criminals who also make music. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, Takashi 6ix9ine is a criminal who also just happens to make music. So yesterday, Takashi was part of a criminal enterprise, they say, uh, that was similar to the Mafia family. So he was indicted yesterday. Uh Uh-oh. He's going to prison. Let me read you this. He could go to prison for life. Oh, yeah. So Takashi, whose real name is Daniel Hernandez, was slapped with racketeering and firearms charges along with five others. If convicted, the minimum sentence is 32 years in prison. Robberies, shootings, drug running... He's 22 years old. He's got these guys with tattoos all over his face. Rainbow hair. Man, that's going to really hurt his career potentials later in life. <laughs> um, so what happened was is he, fi- he was part of a gang, and then he fired all his sort of managers who were also gangbangers. Yeah. And then they were all being investigated by multiple law enforcement agencies. So as they were building a case against Takashi 6ix9ine, they put Takashi 6ix9ine under surveillance to protect him. So they went to him and said, "These all these guys that were your crew that you fired, we have wiretaps on them saying that they, you need to face a violent end. So you need to be careful. Oh, no. And they offered to put him in a safe house, and he turned it down. And then, like two days later, they just arrested all of them. Yeah. So they rounded him up with all the guys who also want him dead. They tried to get him to snitch, right? Yeah, they all want they all want him dead. It's like a mob movie. It's like a mob movie. And he's also let's not forget Takashi Six Nine. If your children are listening to his music, he's also on probation for a 2015 sex crime involving a 13 year old. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's all the racketeering and drug running and shooting people and firing guns off in arenas and everything else. But then there's also that. Yeah. This was uh, Takashi 69 on uh, the Breakfast Club radio show in New York talking about the things that he fears the most. Yeah, you don't understand. You know, everybody thought I was going to jail, right? Hell yeah, I was crying. I'm like, no. Like, like at this point in my career, yo, imagine right now this interview would have never happened and like three weeks ago I got sentenced to three years. That would have been crazy, right? There's... One thing I fear in life. No, two things. I'm not going to. I fear God mm-hmm. and I fear the FBI. <laughs> Only two things I'm scared of in life. Mm-hmm. God first and the FBI. Yep. Well, sounds about right. Wait till you go to jail, bro. Sounds about right. Uh, Katy Perry edges out Taylor Swift as the highest paid woman in music. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because um, don't forget, she still had that American Idol money last year, right? 
So oh, right. Katy, Katy Perry, $83 million. Taylor Swift, $80 million. Uh, Taylor Swift also announced a brand new record deal. She's left Big Machine. She's now signed with Universal. After uh, 12 years, six albums, and 10 Grammys, uh, she's going to get to own all of her masters, and also her split with Spotify spins is a much better deal than what she had with uh, her uh, old people at uh, Big Machine. So Taylor, uh, brand new record company, brand new deal, and so you know new music is on its way. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, A cannabis investor gets a lifetime ban to the U.S., we, th- we, we heard rumblings of this happening, and nobody thought that it was actually ever going to happen. A Canadian investor traveling f- to Las Vegas yeah. to attend a prominent cannabis conference and tour a new cannabis facility in Ooh. the States has been issued a lifetime entry ban to the States. Wow. Quote, he was traveling straight from Vancouver to Las Vegas when they found out he was going down to tour the marijuana facility and that he was an investor in marijuana. They gave him a lifetime ban. This is according to Len Saunders, an immigration lawyer based in the border town of Blaine, Washington, who was consulted and actually saw the transcript from the conversations. According to that lawyer who has the transcript in the exchange, the U.S. border guard in Vancouver International Airport's preclearance asked the individual if he understood that an investment in the U.S. cannabis industry was, quote, a violation of the Immigration and National Act related to controlled substance trafficking. And the guy was like, well, I guess I do now. The only way to circumvent a lifetime ban to the U.S. is to apply for a temporary waiver that will permit you to cross over the border for up to five years. However, applying for that waiver is extremely difficult and is a ton of paperwork. So we heard this was going to happen. Nobody thought it was ever going to happen. They said it would probably never happen. And happened to this guy. And it's already happened. You can't sit with us. Lifetime ban. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Everything went down at Push the T Show last night at the Danforth Music Hall. So I guess he came out and he was on stage and everything was going well for a while. And then police responded to a call about an assault where a group of people in the audience attacked the performers on stage. This is when Pusha T was on stage. Now, uh, the attackers attackers started throwing beer at Pusha during one song. Like, there was one moment in one song where like 30 people in the audience started hurling beer, like full glasses of wow. beer. Wow. What up a on, waste. Up on stage. And then they jumped over the barricade. And then Push's guys came out and quickly took care of them, and then they all got carted away. And then Pusha came back out and did uh, infrared. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. The Drake so, disc so, record. Yeah, so he finished. Uh, he finished it off. They say, "quote A couple of guys got rowdy and threw a bunch of beers. Almost thirty beers were thrown." Thirty. Witness said Pusha T got a little God. wet. But he never actually got hit. Now, sources familiar with the situation have said that they heard rumblings of Drake and or people affiliated with Drake purchasing 200 tickets for that show in order to cause a scene. All right. I'm going to be straight up. Yeah. Before you said that, all morning I was thinking about this. You can't tell me that Pusha T is going to come to Toronto and Drake is not going to call up the Mandem and have his goons show up <laughs> to cause some stuff, okay? Yeah, I don't Chances know. Chances are man. Drake's in Toronto. I don't know. I have to check his schedule to see if he, if that tour wrapped up yet. Yeah. But Travis Scott is performing tonight in Toronto. Him and Drake have that song, Sickle Mode, together that just blows up on the live show like crazy. So 
Chances are Drake is already in Toronto. He may show up on stage tonight. Yeah. But regardless, I'm sure he sent the goons. You think so? But like, here's, oh, here's, yeah. here's what I don't understand, though. Okay, like, you have those guys like Takashi 6 9 and everything else where they're legit criminals and they just happen to make music. And things can get dangerous with those guys. People can die. We've seen that before. Yeah. And you've seen it in, in hip-hop before. But Drake is like the kind of artist that goes on Ellen. Of course. You know, Drake shouldn't be messing around in this world, regardless of how it gets. He shouldn't. I'm just speculating here. I'm I not know, saying he did. I know. But he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He should know better. He's bigger than that. Listen, Drake does five nights at the ACC. Pusha did the Danforth Music Hall. I know. Drake's okay. the biggest artist in the world. And and Pusha did the Danforth Music Hall, and 200 of Drake's people showed up. You know what I mean? So let's just put things into perspective. I, I, don't, I don't like Drake messing around in that world, man. They say most Americans spent too much time sitting. Couch Potato Nation, they say, nearly half of Americans sit for too many hours of the day and don't get any exercise at all. A new study finds a survey some 5,900 adults found that nearly 26% of people sit for more than eight hours a day. 45% don't get any moderate or vigorous exercise during a week. And about 11% sit more than eight hours a day and are, quote, physically inactive. They say being sedentary increases the risk of heart disease. We know that. High blood pressure and dying early. Uh, they also pointed out that sitting isn't necessarily the crime, but it's a proxy to all the other things. So when you tend to sit for a long time, you're yeah. probably the type of person that doesn't get any exercise. You probably don't go to the gym and you probably eat like crap. So the sitters yeah. tend to have an overall unhealthy lifestyle. And in recent years, they began to understand the hazards of quote, excessive sitting. <laughs> <laughs> get off that couch, fat ass. Right? <laughs> uh, and of course, we know this, the three leading causes of premature death in the United States uh, for the past quarter century, tobacco use, poor diet, and lack of physical activity. Sitting for too long, people. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, NFL quarterback, who is from Chico, California. Now, if you're not an NFL fan, but you are a Bachelor fan, you probably know Jordan Rodgers, who mm -hmm. Jordan Rodgers was on The Bachelor and was a Bachelorette when he hooked up with JoJo. Yeah, it was Bachelorette. Bachelorette, and he hooked up with JoJo. A lot and of he people. Said, I remember on that season, uh, he said he didn't really have the best relationship with his brother. He did not have a good relationship at all with his brother. His yeah. brother was estranged from the family. So Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback at the time, I believe, was dating Olivia Munn. Oh, wow. And they, I guess, Olivia, something happened. I don't know what it was, but maybe the family fell out because of that. Who knows? But the dad had uh, did an interview with the New York Times saying, uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers, saying that uh, his mom, Darla, had reached out to him multiple times in the past few months, but she ha hasn't heard back from him. Oh, no. Um, so Aaron Rodgers from Chico, California, part of the area where the fires uh, affected a lot of people. Right. So Aaron Rodgers on social media yesterday uh sends out this message to his massive amount of followers. As many of you know, the California wildfires have devastated countless communities. In Northern California, where I was born and raised, the city of Paradise burned to the ground, and many of the residents that got out are now displaced in my hometown of Chico and across the North State. I personally reached out to my friends and the mayor of Chico to find out how to be of the most help. And raising money for both immediate needs and a long-term recovery is what's needed most right now. This is why I'm partnering with the North Valley Community Foundation and donating $1 million to help with the recovery and eventual rebuild of these communities. On top of what I'm contributing, bad, right? my incredible longtime partner State Farm, through its State Farm's Neighborhood of Good, will donate $1, 
up to one million dollars for every sure. retweet of this. Totally post great. Until Sunday, great November gesture. 25th million bucks. Everybody's donating money. All good. So his brother Jordan Rogers sees that tweet. Yeah. And Jordan gets in on it. Oh, fantastic. And Jordan writes, please donate, spread awareness, and send love, quote unquote. Then he follows it up with, but when your own mom is home alone during the fires, car packed, ready to evacuate, and you miss the fundamental first step of compassion, calling your parents to make sure they're safe, everything else just feels like an act. Oh. (laughs) Burn. In your face, Aaron oh. Rodgers. That hurts. Oh. You can't recover from that. You can't. To say that publicly, too. Like, yeah. I understand maybe you text that to your brother. But to say like, that publicly. Not even a publicly, family meeting nothing. could fix this. Oh, it's ugly. You're out of the family at that and, point. Ross and Mocha Q&A. Yo, Aaron. Yeah, what's up? What's what up? What up? On, Welcome to the uh, Raza Mocha Show podcast. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. So, thank you for submitting your question. No worries. No worries. <laughs> what is your question? I've always kind of had this affinity with growing up my facial hair and having a beard. And you guys have got some some good looking beards out there. And Amori's oh, growing his mustache for uh, November. For November. Yeah. Now, I recently got engaged in September, and my fiancé, every time I try to grow my beard out, is always like, you know, oh, it hurts when you kiss me, and, it, you know, my skin is sensitive, this and that, and always asks me to trim it down, keep it pretty low, 5 o'clock shadow kind of thing, right? Yeah. How do your significant others feel about your beards? Um, I, jeez, okay, so... I'm, I guess, one of the lucky ones in the in the, in the facial hair department because Catherine, like, would cry if I shaved my beard off. Yeah. She loves my beard. Loves yeah. it. Loves it. There's not one thing she doesn't like about it. Even when I don't even keep it, like, trimmed or anything, when it just goes wild. Yeah. She is totally cool with it. So I've never had that fight. It's a fight for me back in the day when I had to shave for, for work. Uh, it was a fight because over the summer holidays, I would always grow a beard, and then it was always a dark oh, for day. for the TV show. For the TV show, yeah. yeah. It was a dark day yeah. in the house uh, at the end of the summer when I had to shave my beard off. Yeah. It was always a dark day. So I don't have that, but I do have a lot of thoughts on this. But Mocha, how does Jenna feel about your beard? She loves it. She there actually prefers me with beard, with stubble, more than clean shaven. Yeah. Now, when we met... I had always shaved except for the mustache and goatee. Yeah. And then throughout our relationship, I kind of like switched it up a bit. Sometimes I would shave the mustache. Sometimes I would shave like complete, go clean shaven. And then after a while, I was like, let me just try growing out a beard. And I did. And she said she prefers it much more. And that's why I still have a beard. Yeah. Now, the whole situation, I know what you're saying. Like women will find that it is too prickly or it hurts when they kiss you, whatever. Um, yeah. I find, like, I use, so I use product, right? Like, I will use a beard balm uh, after I shower or I will use, like, a beard uh, shampoo to, to help keep the, the, the hair soft. So when I do go in for that kiss or we're making out or whatever, uh, it doesn't feel as prickly. It's just soft hair. All right, all right. But what about that whole, you know, that age-old adage where it's like, Oh, it's my face. It's my body. I can do whatever I want yeah, with it. Like, that's, that's, you know, no, um, we can go. We can go down that road and say that you know she has as much agency over the way that you choose to look that you do over hers. You know, you could never say to her 
why'd you cut your hair so short? It's gross. I don't like the way it feels on my hands. You feel like a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, you could yeah. never you could never say that to a woman. You could never say that to a woman, and nor should you say that to a woman. Like, it, when it comes down to it, right, Catherine will always ask me, you know, should I cut bangs? Should I not cut bangs? Should I do this? And the only the answer I always give her is I want you to do whatever you do to yourself that makes you feel the absolute hottest. Yeah, like keep the bangs because you look cute. Yeah, no, no. Just If you feel hot. Oh, no, no, sorry. That's right? why I just texted to her. Oh, stop it. You're such a jerk. You're such a... No. I'm always like, I'm always like, man, I want you in the house and in the bedroom to feel the hottest you can. Yeah. Because I win in that case, right? I don't want you to be insecure, and I don't want you yeah. to think that you need my approval on something. But, you know, you're going to get the... Uh, and, and oftentimes, I've heard, you know, women use uh, withholding... What do they call it? A sextortion, where they withhold sex until the guy shaves his beard, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. a... It's not a good thing. It's, a, it's wrong. It's wrong to do that. I will tell her this. Sit her down, right, and say, hey, you know when you use a drill that's a brand-new drill... And the trigger's just sort of not in the right spot. And, like, after a day of laying down deck boards, you got a little blister, but you got to work up that callus. That's like your face with my beard. And what we have to do is make out a whole lot and build up that callus on your face so it doesn't, so it doesn't bother Yo, you anymore. That's so gross. We Can you actually, imagine one massive callus on somebody's we actually, cheek? We yeah. actually have to make out more now that I have a beard. Okay? Yeah. we gotta, we got to toughen that beautiful face of yours just up a little bit. get used to it. Yeah. Um, I will say that most people that I know, most men that I know that have been in this situation or women for that matter give it like six seven months and they eventually come around does it make you feel good oh i like the way i look with it i like i prefer that look than than clean shaven or with stubble yeah and you feel sexy with it right yeah yeah man yeah Yeah, that's like you know that's like your girl you know trying to try and explain it that way to her you know like yeah tell her it gives you confidence yeah you you feel uh you feel a lot better having the beard yeah okay okay i'm I'm, I'm definitely gonna try that and then and then if all else fails throw something talk the language that she'll understand which is throw out uh the my body my choice line All right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Aaron doesn't say it sounded like throughout that whole conversation, Aaron was making notes. I don't think he wrote that one down. Right. Uh, Maury, how does Matthew feel about your mustache? Because I, I often wonder this if gay guys ever have that conversation of I don't like your stubble because it hurts my face, even though they would also have stubble. Matthew likes when I have a bit of stubble. Yeah. He says it's really hot, but he absolutely hates the mustache. Right. Like he won't. He says he goes. If I wanted to kiss your dad, I would just drive to Burlington. Wow. See, that's yeah, harsh. Yeah. And <laughs> what about bad. what about Matthew with stubble? Do you like oh, that too? It. So I when you guys have it. stubble on stubble rubbing together, it's harsh. It's yeah. harsh. But then I feel like I'm kissing a man and not a boy. Right. But you understand what it's like. I'm not even going to touch that, dude. Um, <laughs> you understand. So what does it feel like when Matthew like puts his head on your chest and you feel the stubble on your chest? Does it bother you at all? No, like an in a pl- no, no, because then it just sort of intertwines with my chest hair. Right. Like they do a little dance. Oh, jeez. Maybe do that. Maybe tell her to grow some of her hair out. And then you guys and you guys can do the intertwining hair dance. <laughs> all right, Aaron. Thanks. All right, boys. Thank you so much. Right, Thanks for homie. listening, man. Thank you guys. Uh, here's a fun one. Okay. Merrick asks, if you were to present at any conference on any topic oh. to 500 to 1,000 people as a keynote because you are the subject matter expert in this topic, what would be the topic that you would talk about? Finance. How no, to pay your bills. No, be serious. be serious. No, how to pay your bills. No, no, you're terrible at that. Honestly, but what do you, no, but what do you think that you do better? 
what what are you what were you, what are you an expert in? What could you deliver to five hundred people that they would then be like, oh my god, I didn't know that. I guess uh, producing a radio show. Uh, thing... Maybe go with something else. What else? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! That's this right? Yeah, that's a good. I w- right. oh man, I wish I had that on video. I legit saw the, the light. soul get sucked out of Maury's face just now. Yeah, yeah. Maury, come on, man. Yeah, don't be so sad. That's what I would do on stage, by the way. Exactly what I just did. <laughs> Roasting. Yeah, m- m- yeah. The, the perfect moment to roast. Like, and you have to know where yeah. it hurts too, yeah. right? Like, you have to really. You can't be frivolous. Like, if somebody doesn't care that they're out of shape you can't roast them about your body yeah. you got to go after the things that they care about right that they <laughs> that they really take pride in you and, try you again, just, and you burn no, it all and you I burn don't. it all down <laughs> no come on just one more yeah we'd be a good team i guess uh joke telling maybe no you're not an expert in joke telling i'm starting i'm how to pretend to be an expert at something no i would do a conference on how matter. to pretend to be an expert at something no no that doesn't matter I'm not an expert at anything. I mean, Mocha, I guess it would be, what, wrestling? No, but I think that you could do... I think that you could do something, Maury, about, you know, where you find the passion in something, you know? Like, a lot of people will pay a lot of money to go and hear these... To go and hear... To go and hear these jabronis, you know, go on and on about, you know, finding the job that you love and all this stuff, which I don't agree with. But I think that you could actually put something together that people would listen to that because you find the passion in things. Like you're you're left alone for the most part to do your job and you work above and beyond what is expected of you. And I think that it's because you have this thing that drives you. And what that thing is that drives you is what I think that people would pay to hear you try and unlock in them. Damn, performance evaluation came early. Right? <laughs> A plus. Yeah. But you see, you see what I mean? I just said something real nice to him. You always go on and on and on. Nobody ever pays attention to you. Nobody ever says anything nice about you. I just did a whole rap that was super nice, and you did a dumb joke at the end of it. Is that the roasting? No, you just did a dumb joke at the end of it. Again, you just did a dumb joke at the end of it. <laughs> All you had to do was say, gee, man, hey, that was really yeah. nice. Thank you. You know, that's why. That's why people don't say nice things to you. One, one, because they'd be lying. But two, oh! it's for... <laughs> <laughs> oh, See what no! I mean about that moment? See what I mean about wow. the moment, right? Wow. I had Maury almost ready to listen. apologize to me. And then oh, man, zing. listen, I would pay to go to your conference, Ross. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm serious about that, Maury. I really think that people would pay. I think that if you could work that into some sort of thing, that is what is interesting about you, that people would want you to help them uh, get out of them. Oh, thanks, man. I really, you're welcome. That feel weird? No, but then where do you go from there? It looked weird. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, uh, Jennifer R N. What were your worst fashion faux pas? I was a teen in the '90s and wore those really baggy jeans that looked like a tent on each leg. So I have two. Yeah. I remember watching In Living Color on Fox on a Sunday night, and that group crisscross were performing. The backwards pants. They wore backwards pants and backwards sweaters. Yeah. Right? All the clothes was backwards. And they sang that song, jump, jump. Yeah. The Mac Daddy make you jump, jump. A daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. Yeah. And everybody watch our show. So I decide the next day, the Monday, I'm going to show up to school and I'm going to put my clothes on backwards. Man, I got roasted. You actually did that? You went to school with your clothes on backwards? All day. All day. How did you pee? Oh, that is you, like it turn around or you got to like reach. No, I had to go. Couldn't stand the urinal. Sit down, right? So I'd have to go to the stall 
and undo my pants, Maybe. but my belt was in the back. Yeah. It was very difficult. So your jeans looked like lady slacks with a zipper of the bum, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it that's was very weird. difficult. There was that, and then the other thing I did yeah. was I maybe I was trying to start a fashion trend, but you know the North Face jackets, how you have like the, the, the fur on the hood? Yeah. So some jackets you could unzip or unbutton the fur from your hood right. if you just wanted a hood with no fur. So I took the fur from the jacket hood and I stuck it in my front pocket. And it was like hanging out my front pocket. Like a bandana? Like a bandana. Like some sort of weird like like school, a, like like a like, suit puff? Like a, people were like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, hello, everyone's doing this. Like a like, pocket tail? Yeah. And people were like, <laughs> like, what are you doing, stupid? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know where you guys have been, but this, this is, is a, a trend. Thing? This is a thing. Wow. And like everyone's doing it now. So did you make yourself look like a fool just to troll everyone? No, no, you tried I, to start something. I tried to start something. Yeah, that's yeah. hard to do. Oh, and and this was do. and this was like when I used to, I used to go to New York a lot. I have a ton of family in New York, so we yeah. my family and I we used to travel to New York a lot. So with the the pocket, pocket tail, yeah. Tail. So when people were like kept grilling me all day because I wouldn't let it go, I was like, guys, I just got back from New York, and everyone out there is doing that. Oh so. snap! You tried that? Yeah, yeah. So, didn't happen though. Didn't, didn't work. Uh, Dan Mori, I know, went through a Hawaiian shirt phase. <laughs> Yeah, but can right? I just hold on? Like unlike, a, like Mocha's, unlike Mocha's fur tail, yeah. in the moment, you don't think it's a faux pas. In the moment, true. you think it's That's great. That's true. Because I used to wear gold platform shoes and Hawaiian shirts and fur pants. Right. What? <laughs> yeah, and do and I would do the traffic on television in that outfit. Right. Yeah. Be- because that was the time, or it like because I was gay and wanted everyone to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and had you just recently come out at that point? Yes, I like literally just came out, and I'm like, I I came out with like steam and smoke coming out behind right. me. I'm like, so Here I am. you just went and bought. You came out, and then immediately was like, I need gold shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your part of your welcome basket. <laughs> How about you, Roz? I don't, yeah, I'm with Maury on this because when it's a faux pas at the time, you don't think it's a faux pas, right? Like I, like I don't know. I, I, no, I don't I, really ever regret wearing. I, I mean, I had jeans with leather patches down the side. <laughs> at the time, Who I thought they were cool. Say that like it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I was a real glam rock kid in the in the late '80s, and so I wore everything tight. I used to wear. I used to make my own jeans. I used to take other jeans and put them all together and re-sew them and make jeans and. <laughs> Like it was just like I just did all that. I wore a ton of makeup and I had dyed hair and because I'll tell you why more because I know (laughs) one. I mean, it's very easy. No, no, no. But here's the thing is that back then, like right now, everybody's talking about there's all these like multiple genders and gender is fluid and it's a social construct and all that stuff. And you shouldn't you got to allow people to mess around with gender roles and don't tell them they're boys and girls. Here's the difference. Right. Is that back then. When I wore skin-tight pants and mesh shirts and uh, a ton of eyeliner and my hair was dyed blonde and teased up, like, I looked like a big, tall chick, right? I wasn't messing around with some sort of gender conformity, and I wasn't rebelling against anything. What I was trying to do was get laid because at that time, that's what women found hot, Really? Right. It had nothing to do 
with roles. I just realized that there was a group of women who were into these kinds of guys. I was also into that kind of look because I felt cool. Axl and, Rose. And, and yeah, and the rock stars, I like dress like that. And when you as a man dress like that, the more makeup you were within this world, the more masculine and hot you became. Like Twisted Sister. Yeah, and that's just the world. Like there was nothing, it, it had nothing to do with gender or, or conformity or anything like that. It was people who- It had who, everything to do with getting with girls. Yes, guys who wore mesh shirts and high heels and, you know, had blonde hair and tons of eyeliner. It wasn't, I didn't need your applause for breaking a barrier. I was just trying to make out with somebody. That's I, all it was. So not at all a faux pas. Not at all a faux pas. I also wore jam shorts. Yeah. What are jam shorts? They were patterned shorts that kind of <laughs> went down to your knees. Yeah. But they were like kind of like bed sheet material. Yeah. Jams. You don't remember? You never had jams? Jam shorts. Yeah. Really? No. Like jam. Like like you 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 throw your jams on with a varnay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. With your with your uh, Sony Sport Walkman, yeah. which I could never afford. The yellow one. The yellow one. God, I hated kids that had that yellow one. Man, rich parents. Oh my God, dude! This question right here is right up Maury's alley. Chad asks, do you think you could act better than a certain actor in a certain movie? <laughs> Almost like every time I see a movie, I'm like, really? That, that, really? What role, Maury? If, what role? You okay? Yeah. What role, if you could do one role in a movie that you, you feel think... could, you could do better than anyone that's done it yeah, already? That you, you would have killed at that part. Like when you watch that movie, you see yourself as that person. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I saw it the other day and I'm like, ah, oh, that terrible acting. Uh, John Cusack in Serendipity. Oh. I, I totally felt he didn't give it his all. And okay. I'm like, I could have done that. So you feel that you could have starred in Serendipity? Even when he's looking at the mitt, he like was overacting looking at a mitten. Like who, who sort of gets off the bed and down onto their knees to look at a mitten? What about, uh, <laughs> is there a line in the movie that you think could have been delivered a lot better that John Cusack did? Yeah, okay. So he was in uh, with Eugene Levy uh, at the store and he wanted to get um, Sarah's uh, information off of the receipt. Okay. Right? And Eugene Levy wasn't going to give him the information. And then John Cusack's character has to buy all of the suits and everything to fill his quota, and then maybe he would give it to him. Mm -hmm. And there was the line where he's like, he said, um, I do believe I bought the whole spring collection. And I'm like, and I practice that sometimes, and I thought I could do a much better job at that than he. How would you deliver that line in that scene? I purchased the whole spring collection. <laughs> <laughs> With the laugh and everything? You would have him. No, but the problem is you can't look at Ross when you're doing that. <laughs> okay, More, look at me. Look at me. Can you move turn, your neck I, in the weirdest way when yeah, you deliver I, lines, yeah, man? Yeah, it's like a swivel <laughs> kind of like bobble. gyro. You know yeah. what it looks like when Maury delivers lines, yeah. movie lines? It looks like a bobblehead. It does. <laughs> can, I, yeah. can I turn my what? back to you and do it again? If <laughs> Yeah, okay, turn your back. Move the yeah, microphone. Yeah, more. Yeah, the amount okay. of times I've heard that. Jesus. Okay. All right, go ahead. Okay, shh. Yeah, be professional, everybody. Okay. Be professional. Okay, hurry up! Okay. I do believe I bought the whole spring collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I can, yeah. I can see why yeah. you would think you do a better job than John Cusack. Just like John Cusack, <laughs> only better. Uh.
You're right, Maury. Uh, hold on here. Somebody. Um, oh, here. Uh, Roz Weston. Uh, hey, what's the worst thing about carpooling with Dammit Maury? Can I answer that? Yeah. Carpooling with Dammit Maury. <laughs> <laughs> what's right. the worst thing about carpooling with Dammit Maury? Uh, no joke, I would say the driving. Yeah. Um, but there are upsides. I actually quite enjoy my time with Dammit Maury in the morning. Yeah, I really do. Even though he's, even though he's not the best driver, I don't know. I think it's a nice way for to start the day. Like I like to start the day. We we have a conversation, and um, it's been a real long time since Maury's been in a terrible mood. Those were always the worst days when Maury would pick you up and you'd sit in the car and he would say nothing yeah. and just hit the gas and go. <laughs> and then we'd be somewhere like fifteen minutes away from work, and he would just look at you and go, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I wondered if that was your pet peeve or or when I look at you going, are you there? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, the other thing that Maury does, which is really quite crazy, is that when he starts, because Maury loves to interrupt people, uh -huh. right? Like there's nothing that Maury loves more. And it's, it's a compulsion of his that he interrupts people when they're talking. So when Maury doesn't get interrupted, he thinks you're actually not listening. So Maury will start. I'll get in the car, and I'll sit down, and he'll go, okay, so anyway, um, so for today, I just wanted to tell you this thing. Hello, are you there? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm listening. Like, to having somebody listen to him is the weirdest thing in the world. Like, he's not used to somebody not jumping in and interrupting because yeah. that's what he does with everything, right? Everything. Uh, but I would say, no, I would say, no, the driving is the worst part. The driving. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say the driving. Um, Emily, oh, this is a great question because we get this a lot from people. Uh, what is your morning routine? I've always been interested to know what time you guys get up, uh, your commute time and get in slash end of the workday since your work schedule is so different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, you want to go ahead, Mocha? So I have two alarms. My first one goes off at three. The second one goes off at 315. Okay. I hop out of bed. At 3.15, I brush my teeth, take a shower, get dressed, leave the house by 4, in the car, grab a coffee, mm -hmm. drive into work, uh, in the building by 4.30, eat breakfast, and then prepare for the show. We do the show from 6 till 10 a.m., and then after that, muck around a little bit here at work, or sometimes just leave right at 10, mm -hmm. usually home by like 11, then I get to spend the day with my family. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Uh, Maury? Um, I have two alarms as well. Uh, they both go off at 2.40, mm -hmm. turn one off, reset it to 3.30, mm -hmm. and then uh, get up, pee, grab some cheese, an egg, then I go sit down and do writing and whatnot, then I go and shower. Like on your memoir? <laughs> and then I shower, um, pee, mm -hmm. brush my teeth, get dressed. <laughs> What's so funny, dude? I don't know. I'm not used to talking about like peeing. You pee, um, yeah, you pee a lot in the morning, huh? Yeah, and then yeah. um and then I go and pick up Roz, who's exactly one song away. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we come in, and then when we're done, uh, do work stuff, and I try and always catch the prices right. <laughs> and then wow. I eat. Um, uh, I pre-eat. Usually, sometimes it's <laughs> tuna with corn. <laughs> You can't just ever have, like, a serious conversation. <laughs> like, everything you say, like, you're just laughing. I know, because I'm like, when wow, are you gonna talk great about life, all this, bro. When are you going to talk about all the stuff that you do on your computer when your husband's at work? That's after the tuna and corn. Right. So, after. Uh, so, 
So tuna and corn between 11 and 11.15, and then 11.15 to like 2.30 is micro-cheating. Like it's a huge block. It's a huge block of time. Yeah. Uh, I get up at uh, 12 minutes after 4. Yeah. And I immediately go to make a coffee. And I shower the night before. I don't oh, shower okay. in the morning. I yeah. always shower, so I always shower the night before. I know, because I tell you, uh, most days I shower the night before. Yeah. And then what I'll usually do is um, if my hair is, like, real jack- jacked up, I'll just jump in the shower again real quick. And mm-hmm. otherwise, I just, like, soak my head down, do my hair. Uh, and then I spend all my time in the morning, my available time in the morning, in the bathroom on the toilet. So I do everything yeah. that I need to do. I yeah. do all my getting ready. Um, my hair, my teeth, if I got to clip my nails, I do every, uh, if I have to write something ahead of time before the show, yeah. I do it sitting on the toilet. I drink my coffee on the toilet. If, yeah. if I, if are I, you I sitting on the toilet or your pants down or you're on the toilet, pants down on the toilet. <laughs> wow. I'm there for a good hour. Almost. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I get like. Like no, it's my office. Sores? Yeah, every now and then I have to take my one foot <laughs> and put it up on the the sort of vanity shelf in front of me because my leg will fall asleep. <laughs> so I have to. I'll have to put my one foot there to just get the blood back. So in hold it. on. So after you get dressed, yeah. you wouldn't rather just do. All I'm not of dressed that? yet. I'm not dressed yet. Oh, completely naked. The last thing I do before the house, I have a robe on. Oh, the okay. last thing I do before I leave the house is put clothes on. Really? The la- it's the last thing but on my list. Would you rather like? That sounds like a great routine. Yeah. And it sounds, you know, like pretty relaxing. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather or would it not be more enjoyable if after you did everything in the bathroom to then instead of sitting on the toilet Mm -hmm. to continue with your morning, Mm -hmm. go sit on your nice comfy couch? No. Do you sit on the toilet that way because you're like tired and sad? No. No, I, everything everything I do is to the second, right? Yeah. I can walk through my kitchen in the morning, and I'm pouring my as I'm pouring the coffee. I can look over and see the clock on the stove go from four fifteen to four fifteen, or four fourteen to four fifteen. Really? Uh, and a couple multiple times a week, I can do that. I can look right over and see it switch, and then I know I'm on time. Everything I do is I pick up the hairdryer at the exact same point every single morning. I brush my teeth at the exact same point every single morning. Really? I go down and get dressed at the exact same point every single morning. Everything is to the minute. I think it's for and it people, all right? revolves around me sitting on the toilet for the maximum amount of time that I can without being late. Really? Yeah, I, I maximize just think sitting on the couch on the with toilet. your phone in your hand and, you know, a coffee in your other hand no. would be a, a little bit more enjoyable. No, because then if I have to get up and go pee, I'm wasting time, you see? Uh, I, can, I can tell when you've showered uh, in right? the morning because you usually then smell like vanilla. Uh, no, that's just if I put cologne on. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Delmore. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Should I just leave you guys alone? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you can finish this Q&A if you want. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Aaron says, uh, if you had to read an entire encyclopedia, which letter would you choose? Oh. <laughs> hey, Zeus. Because they're all, they're all in, uh, I guess, volumes by letter. <laughs> Are you receiving an encyclopedia? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> You ever seen you an ever encyclopedia? Seen one? You don't know what an encyclopedia looks like? My dad could not afford these things. Yeah, no, now like, everything's on. Now everything's online. Yeah. yeah, like our family, we couldn't afford the, the the encyclopedia either. But still, I knew what an encyclopedia was. I just didn't know it was by letter, but I assume that makes sense because there's so much on every letter. <laughs> right. Do you remember though? Do you like? Have you ever looked through an encyclopedia? Um, nope. No. Okay, we used to have encyclopedias. My dad got, got hoodwinked by some guy who came to the door oh, yeah. spending money he didn't have on encyclopedias. Uh, so we had encyclopedias, and they were actually kind of great. Yeah. But if you had to start off with a letter in an encyclopedia, jeez. I would say the letter Z. Because it's a that? shorter book? No, because I feel like I would learn more about 
words and things that started with the letter Z because it's such yeah. an uncommon letter. Right. But there's not that many, like zebra in Zimbabwe. Xylophone. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, letter X. Oh. <laughs> uh, God, I think that I would do W because you would get weather, you would get World War II, you would get women, uh, women, <laughs> right? Right. I think that I would start with W because I'd have the most interest in things that started with W. The world, yeah, right? True. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. What would you do, Maureen? Oh God, I, uh, uh, I guess G for guys. And right. Gay. <laughs> my um, my encyclopedia that we got was probably published in 1978. I don't know if no, there was a category for gay. Yeah, yeah but it was not. happy then. Yeah, true. Have a gay old time. Yeah, true, true. Guys. Yeah, there's an encyclopedia. <laughs> the category of guys. <laughs> Celine asks, what snacks would you sneak into a movie theater? Okay. <laughs> Maury has a list. I, I was actually just going to ask Ross to answer that question first, but I go once, ahead, Maury. Well, I snuck a beer in once for you. Yeah, it's true. Yo, yeah. why are you snitching, guy? It's, know, it's in the right? past. You've already peed it out. What a snitch. Um, I once used to sneak in Whoppers, the chocolate thing, because I once... Um, was seeing a guy and we would Whopper kiss. Wait, pause. Don't they sell those chocolate the the wa Whopper for an inflated price? At oh, okay, so you would sneak in snacks that they already sell at the theater, yeah. but because they were cheaper out in the outside. Oh yeah, okay. so Whoppers. So what's because, a Whopper kiss? So you'd put the Whopper in your mouth, and then the guy would have to take it out of your mouth with his mouth. No, kind of hot. <laughs> Sure. And then he gets to eat the water. But isn't there like melted brown chocolate all over your lips and stuff like that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, snacks. Like, Are you, is it even up. sneaking, though? Is it sneaking? Do they care anymore? They don't care. I, mean, I, don't I, I sneak do. in outside food know. all the time. You can walk in with a, with a coffee in your hand from Starbucks yeah. and they don't stop and they don't, you. They don't stop you, right? But back in the day, we used to sneak in like bags of candy that you would buy from Bulk Barn. Yeah. Right? Mm. Or probably the worst sneaking in food item crime i've ever committed mm -hmm. was it was winter time and i had a big 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 jacket with lots of pockets right and we went to taco bell because when you can get like tacos for like 59 cents or whatever sure. and i snuck in like a burrito yeah. and yeah. maybe six soft tacos and a drink yeah a large drink see and back then now movie theaters there's all sorts of smells happening because they sell so many different things at the concession stands yeah. but back then if you were in a movie theater and somebody brought in something that was not a familiar smell to that environment you knew it like a bologna sandwich you knew it immediately yeah. like you could tell that somebody was eating a bologna sandwich in that theater because it was such an unusual smell for that environment sure. that you knew it but didn't no, smell like popcorn to, or yeah, candy to go back yeah. to Ross's point because I've gone to to movies before and you would go to a like a restaurant or something pick up a sandwich or whatever and walk right in and they don't stop you anymore. Yeah, I don't know if they do anymore. I watched, uh, I think the last time that I snuck something into a movie theater was I think that I pounded six Mike's Hard Lemonade watching Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for Pedro. Yeah. I, was, I, I knew that I was hammered by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was really drunk Life's by the hard, end of it. Lights hard, bro. Watching yeah. Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. I did sneak once in those tiny little um, little booze bottles that you get from, like, the, the mini bar hotels. Yeah. I just brought those into movie theaters once. Like did, you tiny dr little... did you drink it or you just keep it in your pocket? No, I drank I drank uh, one once, but, I mean, because it's small, it fits in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got drunk watching Napoleon Dynamite and Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I think that that was the, I think that that was the last time I really, like, snuck something yeah. in. Yeah, because now movie, movie theaters, theater. like, they offer yeah. so many great uh, 
various food items and some theaters you get a glass they will of wine. even you serve, can... you, serve you uh, glasses or bottles of wine yeah. or you can get like a pitcher of beer. Yeah, so so I don't, you don't have to do that I anymore. I don't think you need to do that anymore. But uh, but going to the movies, I like going to those like VIP theaters and stuff. I, yeah. I, I mean, I never really liked going to the movies. There was I was always too tall for the seats. They were always uncomfortable. It, just, it was just never for me. Napoleon, right? why don't you go make yourself a dang quesadilla? <laughs> and I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> when you're drunk on Mike's heart seeing Napoleon Dynamite for the first for the first time, Wasn't man, that, that was a... also like, come on, man, get my lip balm. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> one more question? Uh, no, done. No, one more. No, I'm done. Okay, right. you pick. You pick, Mark. Okay, so where is it here? Here it is. Um, what's your stripper name? Made by taking your first pet's name and the street you grew up on. This is from Steven. So your pet's name and then okay. the street. <laughs> okay. Mm, hold on here. Okay. So we I've only ever had one pet. His name's Tig. Yeah. Right? So it would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It would be Tig Woodmount. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We used wow. to live on Woodmount Avenue. Maury, go ahead. Myrtile Fitzroy. Myrtile <laughs> Fitzroy. That's, that sounds like an accountant. <laughs> Jeez. Even my stripper uh, name is very Jewish. Um, yeah, really Jewish. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which pet we had first. Uh, but I will say, um, I'm trying to remember if we actually lived on this street or if it was the next street over. But, okay, my first pet was Pookie, yeah. right? <laughs> okay, this is great. Right? Or, yeah. or Caesar, okay? But I'm going to go with Pookie because okay. I don't remember which one we got first. Okay. I'm going to go with Pookie, and um, it would a- it would either be Churchill. I don't remember our other first Pookie, street. Pookie, Churchill, okay, or? Or the other street that I don't know if our house was actually on it because I was too young was Doobie. Pookie Doobie <laughs> <laughs> for the win. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Pookie Doobie. <laughs> Ask Roz and Mocha every week. Uh, we will post on Instagram at Kiss925. You'll see a picture that says Ask Roz and Mocha. You can load up the comment section uh, with all of your questions. And of course, we will try to invite one of you to join us on a episode so thank you very much uh, wherever it is you get the Roz and Mocha show podcast whether it's google play or uh through apple podcast please 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 leave a rating and or review we would love you for it and thank you for listening thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha show podcast catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on kiss 92.5 kiss 92.5.com or on the kiss 92.5 app